0: Even in yet, all right. Cheers, cheers, everybody. What's up, YouTube? What up to our family out there in the streaming platforms? A2HH Live, Coop. How you doing on this wonderful Wednesday?
1: I've been tried, but I'm still true.
0: (laughs) I hear that. Let me go ahead and put the Patreon in the um in the chat too. I'm gonna pin that up to the top. And um, you know, while the show gets the numbers up, and while the uh, more people come into the room. We'll start telling people about that too.
1: Right, hey, quick, well, quick, family business Since we're on it, how's Denim's article doing? I oh, it's doing really well. It is.
0: Yeah, I'll shoot you guys over the numbers and everything too. Uh, and you know, people go check that out at AccordingToHipHop dot com. It is. Um, it's a real roadmap to the history of uh, women in hip hop, and and that keeps growing. I don't know if you're seeing like this whole. Uh, spice ice story, yeah. Oh, uh, this ice spice story, yeah. She, I
1: mean, she she upped the ante on her performance, her manager up the ante on her performance fees like literally overnight, but well, she literally blew up overnight.
0: She did things happen fast. This is my question Is the promoter upping the ticket price because that's probably happening, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So like promote, stop I yeah. like
1: everybody didn't up the ante. That, right. They always put it on the artist the same way they always put it on the athlete.
0: Right, right. So mm-hmm. I mean, if her price was going out with
1: the bag. The
0: real bag. You know, it's funny. People love when Fat Joe said yesterday's price, not today's price. But when it actually happened, everybody
1: had an issue with it. See, it's, it's cool when it's just like a little fun colloquialism that doesn't like take any shape or form. It just kind of exists in a metaphorical or metaphysical sense. When it actually takes some like, you know, when you, when you take something out of clay, you know, you shave it up and make it into a man, you know?
0: Well, you know what? That happens with a lot of things. Like people like it when it's just verbiage, but when it goes into action, it's a whole nother thing.
1: That's what I'm saying, man. But, when you go know. Live, when they go laugh, I'll put it this way.
0: I'll put it this way. Depending on the situation, like I said, if somebody would have booked me four thousand for $4,000 three weeks before I blew up and I just blew up, unless I knew that they were going to up the price of the show and all of that stuff, I wouldn't cancel. I would just do it. But I'm pretty sure that no one is buying three weeks in advance tickets to this show. So, they're probably upping the price, right?
1: But but also to <laughs> on, on and on the other side of what that, up
0: to everybody like, in the chat. By the way, got people coming in. Come on in the room. My bad. go ahead.
1: Up. Well, the other side of that is just like, well, if you're a promoter club, you know, stop acting like you don't know how this game goes. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. You know what I mean, the
0: promoter knows that they're going to up the price, so they might as well just go ahead and pay the extra nine thousand. My bad, Or, or 11, negotiate
1: 000. something else at the gate where it's like, look. Exactly, we're gonna give you twenty five percent of the revenue exactly. at the door to make up for the difference exactly. If the difference is too far away. I'm gonna throw you another couple G's. Let's call it fair, and you get on stage
0: exactly. And you know, I love it though. I love to see artists you <laughs> know if you had an artist in
1: repertoire, you wouldn't be having these problems
0: <laughs> I would love to I love to see artists continuously grow and blow up quick. I mean, it, it feels That's like new. it happens overnight. And then no, then the you're supposed that,
1: to be, though.
0: Yeah, and the person she's headlined, well, the person that she was opening for, I guess on another show, excuse me if I'm wrong, but she came with them, or her management came with them like, well, she's bigger than you now. She's not opening for you.
1: That's a little shaded.
0: <laughs> I didn't even know the artist that they were referring to, so... You know. still,
1: shady. no, no, no. You still, you still, <clears throat> still do your thing. Yeah, I, I think you still got. You gotta to do all Take
0: that. heed to your obligations. You know, if right, you contract, right. I don't even want to say contractually obligated. If you gave somebody your word to do something, do that. Said was gonna do something. Yeah, do just you. do it. I mean, it's not like you know, you gave twenty people your word. Just do this one or two gigs. It happened, and keep it moving from there, man. Got to keep that solid foundation. Double down said, so "Who they talking about? We're talking about um, Ice Spice when she upped the price for the uh, promoter that uh, booked her for four thousand dollars three weeks ago, and she's blown up in the past three weeks, and now they canceled the show and they're asking for fifteen thousand. So a lot of people feel like that's morally wrong. The um, promoter went out there, put her on blast on um, on social media, and a lot of people had a lot of things to say about it, but." We got a lot of business to take care of. First things first, man. RIP to um, P and B Rock, man. That's a terrible situation out there. And um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what else to say. I mean.
1: Um, <clears throat> I mean, condolences, obviously, to the family.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, you just want to get into the Ice T quote as far as unpacking the tenuous. We can nation. do that. Certain we can hits. do that.
0: Ice T said a lot of things. Things about gang culture in LA And receiving a lot of backlash for it But let me go to um, His most recent suite, the one today He said, people are still hitting me up About my comment about LA gang culture If you notice LA rappers don't wear a lot of jewelry Me, Snoop Cube, Dre Game, Kendrick The list goes on It's not because we're broke LA is just a dangerous place Rapper or not Why test the streets? Well, yeah, there aren't really any flossy, flossy West Coast rappers. Um, You know, I always, you know, growing up as a, you know, West Coast hip hop fan, you know, when the Chronic Doggy style and all that was out and they had the Dickie suits and all that going on. I always felt like it always felt like looking at those videos that West Coast artists had uniforms, you know what I mean? And then you always heard, you know, don't wear this color, don't wear that color. And everything was neutral from the color-wise all the way down to, you know, jewelry. Somebody made a comment in one of our posts. It said, you look at the first Friday movie, it tells you everything you need to know about how it is with jewelry. Because Debo came around, niggas was tucking their chains. Okay, so... <clears throat> are you finished? I didn't yeah, yeah,
1: to go, ahead. Sure. No,
2: sure.
0: go ahead. No, go ahead. I know you spent some time out there, so I want to hear what you got to say.
1: I mean, I'll tell you what. I never saw a lot of flossing, like, yeah. ever from anyone. And like, shout really. out to our
0: West Coast people in the chat, too. Let us know, you know what I'm saying, your experience. I, I, I'll, t-
1: I'll tell you one of the things that was even poignant to me as a West Coast hip-hop fan like you. Do you remember when Game had two chains at the same time? used to wear them back around like Rarely. the documentary doctor's advocate yeah. time that's about the most i had seen a west coast rapper floss and when i mean floss it's like it's a floss in cali oh no like you need to be like six four six five like it no it's like that it's like that I, you, you know chris hardaway right
0: yeah yeah i know chris
1: you well, know, know chris family from la originally right i know that it makes yeah. Sense. Yeah. Chris spent some time out there he <clears throat> he told me a story one day about how the neighborhood that he was in was right between you know red and blue lines and um, he wore all black but there was a Hispanic gang whose colors were all black that rolled up on him and jumped him mm. for wearing all black like think about it he's wearing all black to escape the red and blue in a gang that wears all black say the Hispanic gang that essays come jump on
2: yeah That's LA. Yeah, And
1: so that whole, yeah, it's just different. The mentality is different. And and the thing about it is, is that we all know that the mentality is different. Like we all know it. Trench is talking about it on on the interlude on the show. Remember? Yeah. I remember remember where he's talking about, like think about where he's from in Jersey and how he's talking about, he's like, no, no, no. Like, that's Tretch saying Compton and like L.A. Inglewood and Watts is like no, it's different. Yeah, it is. I, I think the layer of the land like,
0: also has something to do with it too, geographically. Just the way the L.A. is laid out, neighborhood to neighborhood, <laughs> uh, it makes it you know very difficult to stop some of this stuff. You know what I'm saying?
1: It makes it difficult to stop somewhere if you flossing.
0: Yeah. 007 with the Super Chat said, what up, 007? He went to that Wu-Tang and Nas show last night in New York. I heard Method Man showed up, too. We're going to get to that also. He said, um, that's the king, y'all, Raekwon. Word up. Ghost face. That's what they said on stage last night at the show. Happy born day to the greatest rapper of all time, Nasir Jones. Yes. Happy birthday to the greatest MC of all time, Nasir. 49 years ago today, the greatest MC ever was born. It is what it is. Um,
1: You want to know what's funny about that? What's that? He's born very shortly after the quote unquote birth of hip hop itself.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, the documented.
1: Documented. Yeah. Right. The quote unquote <laughs> date. Quote unquote <laughs> until, date. Until, <laughs> we, we got evidence that there might be another date. We just haven't found the exact date yet. But yeah,
0: no, we're still doing research. You know, I'm sure that more things will be uncovered. But um,
1: on that date, somebody's going to talk soon.
0: But yeah, man, I think that also there is a mentality out there in hip-hop to show what you got, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's been like that since guys were recording, you know, got major record deals, became major artists, and it was like, who could outfloss the next person? It's never really been like that in L.A. When I think about it, I mean, you got number one stunner in the South, you got, you know, Diddy being who he is up top, people being very flossy in Harlem, in general but yeah that's just not the culture out there in la um but what people got to understand is when you go to anybody's city i mean it's even outside of just the whole checking in thing you know you gotta do as the romans do right you know it's like you're not gonna change a whole city's culture If that's the culture over there, you know, abide by that, unfortunately, you know. And I'm not not justifying anything to happen. I don't think anybody's to blame but the actual killer. But, you know, it's it's just be smart, man.
1: Well, that's, you know, one thing, one thing that, I mean, I was taught is just like, man, you do what the locals do when you're, like, in their neighborhood. Yeah. And you don't do things to agitate the situation. And so, <clears throat> yeah. you know, just like what if, to quote the greatest MC of all time. Cause when the pistol blows, the one that's this murder people cool, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's, the, that's the best way to explain this tenuous circumstance because now we have a homicide
0: Yeah. on our hands. And it's not about no. like, Oh, I, I you know, I did everything right or whatever, whatever, or whatever you feel like you did, right? You put yeah. yourself in harm's way. And again, that's not to justify what happened, but it's just like, man, be smart, man. Okay. Like, I, I thought, did you see that uh, interview that he did with uh, Academic? I think it was shot maybe a couple of days ago. And he was talking about that he had run in. Oh, who was, he got
1: about getting tested? Yeah. Yeah, and it's like,
0: don't poke the
1: bear, man. It's not worth it. That's what I'm saying. It's it's not worth it. I had I had a dude when I was out there that I was trying to do music with. I said this many times to you, Mike. He was from Compton. Like I was like, yeah. I was like, I'm gonna come out there and chill with your folks and like we'll go record some whatever. He's like, you can't come to Compton. Coop. What? So, that's, what? All, that's all I need to say, man. You know. He's like, I was like, what? He's like, no, no, no. He's like, they'll take your regal. He was like, I can get you. Like he told me, he's like, I can get you on my block and my man's block, the next block up, he was like, but you gotta go through two, three blocks off the main street to get to the blocks that I can get you on. He's like, you might not make it to my block, cool. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, not worth it. We're done yeah. talking here. Yeah. I dapped him up. It was, in, it was outside the parking lot of a Seven Eleven in Riverside, at like, one in the morning.
0: Well, I mean, that was cool to him to say that, you know what I'm saying? Like, He's Straight up dude. Yeah, people try to look out. But, yeah, man. Um, and again, I also don't think it's right that people are poking blame at, you know, his girlfriend. But again, we don't know the whole situation. The police say that she's being very cooperative. I'm sure that whatever was going on there will come out over time. But, you know, for well, the moment, you know, the internet needs to let the people who who get paid to uh, do this stuff, do this <clears throat> stuff, you know.
1: Well, here's the sad part about it. when it, it, Just pretty much now, if you're a rapper and you're out and about, you're more of a. You're just as much of a target as you are a celebrity if it's not some sort of organized musical function. Do you get what I'm saying?
0: Well, yeah. I mean, anytime that you're a notable person in a group full of people who aren't, and they know who you are, and you don't know who they are, yes. I mean, it just makes you a target by definition. Well, well
1: so, so, <laughs> so, so, so this is what I'm saying. Like, well, you got to move wise in those situations as well. Yeah. You know, like, like somebody came to me, I mean, like, you know, I've talked about some of my travels on here. Well, you know, um, nobody has, um, really seen my pictures of me when I was in France because somebody hit me up while I was in Italy, posting pictures while I was in Italy and just broke some things down to me that I had forgotten and reminded me. You feel me Yeah. about how I should be moving, moving forward when I'm doing, quote unquote, what might even be perceived as flossy, baller shit. Oh, well, going overseas is considered flossy and baller. See, I forgot that same way. It's like, oh, no, no, no. You might wear this jewelry in your neighborhood where you're from around your people, but around these parts. It's like, oh, this out of town or out here.
0: Yeah. And, and I, that was a, a thing that was expressed to me as well as the fact that how you move in shows that you're an out-of-towner. It's like, okay, well, yeah. people here like Ice-T said, like, LA rappers ain't doing this, this, and this, and they know that clearly you have right. to talked to certain people or you would not be how, moving
1: like this. Well, quite frankly, that's how they know that you're not local is when you floss like that. That's what it's I'm like, saying. Oh, <laughs> yeah. This is out-of-towner. <laughs> Let them show. Look, and, and it's almost like a thing now where it's like they're out to show you that it's not just something that they talking about on record.
0: I think the thing is, too, man, like, it's nothing wrong with blending in. You know what I mean? Like, I think that obviously when artists are on stage, you know, you're on stage, you're larger than life. But I think that, I think hip hop in general, artists have a real tough time taking down that character, if that makes any sense. It's like, you got to always be on. And that might work for actors and actresses, but that could be detrimental for a rapper to always be on. They expecting you to be what you are on the record every time they see you. For good or for better or for worse, you know?
1: It's like I said, it's an unfortunate thing now. You know what yeah. I mean? And if you look at it, I mean, even at their peaks, I don't think that you saw like, like Biggie wasn't like. M. Nas and like Jay wasn't going out to LA like wearing like you know what I'm saying. Well Hudson
0: says something I want to address too. He says that you know uh, it's lame that this is only in our culture but we it has to be real though. He's right. When we I talk about right. the that music though when we talk about the music this content is only in this genre as well.
1: Well you know what I was actually thinking it's like <clears throat> you know like um, was niggas out here robbing Marvin Gaye? No, no. I was actually about to say, you know, think about, <clears throat> like, you think Eddie Murphy worrying about this shit in the neighborhood he lived in in L.A.? Exactly. You feel what I'm saying? I mean, you know. And so it's like, no, like you at home because this is how L.A. Because this is how L.A. niggas look at it. They like, when well, you gonna go to Roscoe's? Like, with all your shit on, like, knowing who we are and, like, how we get down. Like, they could go get somebody like Eddie who's got way more paper than you're ever going to hope. You get what I'm saying? But you won't catch Eddie and Roscoe's like that. You feel for a damn good, you feel me?
0: to play devil's advocate, um, what what was the gentleman's name? Uh, Clarence, um, you know who I'm talking about um big time insider in the music industry been around since the 50s 60s i know who you're um,
1: talking about yeah yeah yeah. But yeah
0: his wife was murdered and he yes. lives in you know a prominent neighborhood and he's probably one of the only black people on the block they skipped all those people's houses and went into his house and murdered his wife so i do think there is a thing where you know people feel like you know you're going to get away with it if you murder a black person or subconsciously, they feel that way. I don't know.
1: No, that's not a subconscious thing. That's a very Yeah, Clarence relevant, Avon. Thank it, you. Hold on. That 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 is um, that. First of all, that's a self-inflicting wound, but it also is relevant and relative to the institutional and systemic racism that I speak of, because yeah. it'll psychologically de- dehabilitate you, where you know something about your own people. In your own culture, yeah, and you will uh commit double jeopardy, so to speak by endangering that further with your behavior and lack of uh of etiquette,
0: yeah yeah, mad max with the super chat says uh r i p to my boy uh p m v rock he was uh big over here in l yeah, uh, a yeah um he said, you dig no bad uh l a cat sanction over here, okay, yeah yeah, I mean, I and can so, imagine that nobody sanctioned that. That was just somebody too, who just. Mike, can I can I tell you a
1: quick thought? You want to know what I thought about? I thought about how many times, how many years did um, <clears throat> you're talking about the, the gentleman you're talking about the Black Godfather, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about so, Clarence Avon. Yeah, Avon.
1: Yeah, how many years it, did he and his wife live in that abode before they did that documentary and people could get some sort of uh, exactly visual aid think about how many years people probably didn't get any sort of visual aid of the house and look at what happened when they got visual or him
0: or them you know like
1: it's uh here's the thing like 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 mike i can take you literally from the woods that i'm in right now all the way down to my father's house on the other side of 285 on the south side without jumping on the freeway because I know every inch and every back road and every way to get to every point because I've been down here. And so cats know where everything is. So even if you show just a little aesthetic, like they got, I know, Mike, I know how they got in that house. They got in that house because of that Netflix documentary, most likely. The visual aid of being able to see the layout.
0: Well, I mean, that goes back to just us being so overexposed and, People getting locations on social media apps and all those things. I mean, I think all right. of those things fall in line. CJ Kidd with Super Chat says, Coop, how long should it, uh, should it take for an artist to write a verse um, or a producer? Uh, I'm sorry. Write a verse of a producer gives you a track to write to if a producer gives you a track to write to. How long should it take for an artist to write a verse if a producer gives you a track
1: like right. live in the studio. If we're talking live in the studio, if we're talking, let's say we're talking professional workspace, you are probably on block time, and block time usually works every four hours. I mean, like for me, I never I don't wrote want in to the buy studio, studio time if the you're way. not buying at least four hours, right?
0: Yeah, I never wrote in the studio for that purpose. I mean, you know, I would not balling like that. I booked my studio times like four hours, like you said, and I have my stuff written before time, and then go in there.
1: Well, you know, we we built some in-house studios when we did our thing. And so here's what I will tell you. Professionally speaking, you should be able to write a verse, I feel like, within 30 to 90 minutes so that you can actually execute it within the block time format. So that you have not wasted studio time and thereby money, even if you got your own studio like I did is free, just professionally speaking. It's like you get what I'm saying, but you should get to the point that if you're a real professional, that you should be able to go in and like have a verse like written in 30 minutes and knocked out within 90 minutes and be out the door within two hours if you need to be Yeah, just truthfully speaking. Man, Max I, was says, no. able to, I mean, Mike, you and I were able to do that by the time we stopped recording and we weren't major level artists yet. So it's like, no, it's it's I tell people it's one of the hardest things to do. It really does become a job. And like you have to work at it and you have to get to a point professionally with your own business that you have to know what you like, know what you don't like. Like I got to a point, Mike, where I spent more time listening to beats than I did writing and recording.
0: Some verses take longer than others. You know what I mean? Depending on what you're trying to do and how you feeling it that day. Sometimes you so come out in 15 yeah. minutes, you know.
1: Mad yeah, Max with Mike, the Super Mike. Chat
0: says, uh, no, Mike, I'm saying the PNB was big, and, and why? And those LA guys not sanctioned for killing um, Jim. LA seems to be uh, clipping all the East Coast guys. I mean, I don't think it's just East Coast guys. I mean, like we said, it's just, uh,
1: I mean, you just got to be careful. There's def- Hold on. There's definitely a radar that is up on a younger generation of artists that are predominantly MCs. Posting and dropping pins in locations and letting people know where they are when they're doing it and not after they're gone. It's like, I don't have a problem with the Roscoe's photo. It's like, well, post it when you're in Newport Beach three hours later. Exactly.
0: But, you know, again, that's part of being young and, you know, inexperienced. And, you know, it's a tough lesson to learn, unfortunately.
1: So I'm going to call out the OGs on this because it's like, well, no, I knew those things by that age. And that's what I mean. There's like some fundamental lack of coaching and teaching that's going on. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. About certain things. It's like, no, I knew certain things before. I was walking out the door by the time I was like 15, 16, 17. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, man. You know, it's kind of like the NBA. I know we always transition to sports with these conversations, but I remember, um, was it Kobe? Kobe? I think Kobe was one of the people that was highlighting the fact that the league was older when he entered the league. Mm
2: -hmm. And
0: I think Barkley talks about it a lot. They get rid of, well, they bring guys in so early now. The veterans on these teams are like 24, 23 years old. You know what I mean? And whereas the veterans on teams back in the 80s or 90s were like in their 30s, mid-30s. They could actually teach you about life. And it's like, so you, you can see the reflection of not having OGs around in that league. And I think we're seeing that in hip hop too, because it's like, even though a lot of people are having longer careers in hip hop now, I mean, we're celebrating Nas 49th birthday today and he's still dropping shit. But I think what has happened, which I think is great, it's kind of been sectioned off like, okay, this is the hip hop for your parents this is the hip hop for the kids. So it's not like all one lane, how it used to be like there used to just be everybody that was on rap city. They were all like, you just had regional stuff, but as far as age goes, they were all around the same ages. You know what I mean? But now it's like, you know, Wu Tang and Nas are not going to be out here touring with the young guys and they shouldn't be. So all the young guys are just being reckless on their own and have no guidance. You know what I mean? the OGs are somewhere like, else.
1: Like so so this is what I mean even about let's so let's look <clears throat> let's go back to hip hop for a second and then go back to the sports for a second but I and bring up Ice T again mm-hmm. I can remember Ice T talking about him trying to talk to Tupac when they were on Mad TV together do you remember that when we were kids I remember kids? that
2: mm-hmm.
1: No Ice T talked about how he tried to pull Pac to the side behind the scenes and he told people he's like no, y'all don't understand. I tried to talk some sense into him. He really feels like they shot him. I did, and he talks about how he's like I didn't understand how deeply he really felt and believed that until he talked to him behind stage at Mad TV. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, is is that Ice T was comfortable enough and knew who he was to pull because Pac only died when he was 25, so this is like the year before it happened. So Pac's 24. So, Pac's considered doing OG to like guys like Biggie and Nas, but Ice T's pulling him to the side, like, "Look, yeah." And he like, "Nah, they did it."
0: I'm sure Chuck D's had conversations with him too. You know, they he were did. really he, he
1: bought yeah. up Chuck, I believe yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, they both tried to talk to him. See, the game is is missing that too. It's not just missing the music. Like you had guys like Chuck and Ice T, or I think Two Short uh, talks about how he pulled um, Pimp C to the side about doing the big pimping shit because, you know, like Pimp C didn't want to do the shit because uh, uh, about the Pac shit.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm right, saying? Right.
1: And Too Short had to say something to Pimp C because yeah. like Pimp C wasn't about to listen to nobody else because he loved short and he respected short as a G,
0: you know? CJ Kid with the Super Chat says um, didn't know about um, that Mike did music too. Uh, what's the link to your stuff? I'll, shoot us an email at info at according to hip-hop.com I'll shoot you. Some links, because I mean, you should be able to find it in the channel, but I don't know where it's at. We've done posted so much it's stuff, lost, right? Um it's- <laughs> Right, mm-hmm. but yeah, man. Rest in peace to him, and hopefully, you know, we can. I don't want to say find a resolution to this, but you know, cut down and to eliminate this, because I think well, that with I mean, this can- being said, that it's in the culture. I think that mm-hmm. the music obviously has some sort of correlation to it too.
1: I'm, I mean, I hate to say this, you know what I mean? And I'm just going to say it like this. is It's like, can, if you're going to pull a move like this, can you, like, not take a man's life and just take the jewels? Like, just run the jewels.
0: Well, see, we don't know the whole story either.
1: Right. That's why. Did that's he why not I'm give being, it no, up? no, no. See, hold on, Mike. Hold on. Let me finish this. This is what I mean about these tenuous circumstances that we find ourselves in because it's like... No, if he heavy iced out and got like 100, 200, 3 k worth of jewels on him, running the jewels ain't enough for you. Like it right. make it's like what else is going on? And it's like I don't want to speculate that because now he's not here, and so that's kind of disrespectful in the. Way. You get what I'm what the saying. Only These only speculation. Like just run the jewels if you are gonna run it.
0: The only speculation that one could make, similar to the XXX tentacion situation, is the fact that he wasn't trying to give it up. And I think in the XXX situation, it's a lot oh, more apparent on, oh, what? that he wasn't trying to give up the jewels. Who? Well, either one of, well, I was going to say uh, P&B, but what I was talking about was the XX thing where he had the cash and like five guys ran up on him. They just wanted the money. He wasn't trying to give it up. It doesn't take five guys to, you know take money from you when they got a weapon and kill you. Don't take five guys to kill you. They were trying to scare him, right? And he wasn't trying to give it up, and they did what they did. And again, we don't know the whole situation or the whole story in this, but it would appear that he probably wasn't trying to give it up and did what he did and then got it, you know?
1: But yeah, man, it ain't worth that. No, see, that's what I'm saying. When the real Leonard Washington is saying, it could have been personal. Well, then that all, all that goes back because I knew somebody was going to say something like that it in the could chat. Have been. So I just pulled up the chat. Well, no, this goes back to my well. If you got shit going on in the street that can get you murdered, I don't care who's posting that picture or who everybody around you should know. Hey, yeah. ain't no posting or tagging. Like I'm gonna tell you what. Some of the real stuff that they I heard. Said he was there for like 45 minutes. Listen to what Gibbs say on Alfredo. on on baby shit, we don't do no posting or no name tagging. Yeah. And he brings up being in Cali while he's saying that as in, like, we don't play those games when we in Cali. Ain't no posting or no name tagging in Cali because we know the rules. We're going to sit up here and abide by the rules until we make it out of town safely.
0: You know, I never liked that shit. I remember when uh, Facebook, I think Facebook was the first to do it, when they uh, enabled that whole ability for people to tag you and the location we at or whatever. I think we was all out having some drinks or whatever and the chick that was with us just tagged everybody in and on Facebook and I see like, I see like a day later it was like popped up where I was at. I just don't like that. You know what I mean? Not yeah. that I'm running or hiding from anybody but you know, wherever I'm at is for the people that I'm there with or anybody who want to communicate with me
1: and I tell them I'm there. You know what I mean? Like, for real, man. Like, no, I feel you. It's like I'm a purple tape kind of guy unless I leave the country. It's only built for Cuban links when I am inside of the States.
0: I mean, my girl get on me all the time Talk about I don't post nothing. I don't. I don't. And it's not like I'm hiding or anything. I just, you know, I like living in the moment, man. I don't have to tag where I'm at and,
1: you know, and all that. It's I usually post in nostalgia now. Or I post yeah. about life insurance or about God or about my daughter. I don't be like telling people where I'm at or what I'm doing. I've been stopped doing that.
0: I was going to say, I mean, I, and I don't even think it's because, you know, I'm old now. I didn't even do that shit when I was younger. <laughs> like, we'd be like in Vegas or whatever. We just
1: do it, you know? Like, I mean, both you and I have made multiple moves since we've just started this podcast. And it's like, I'm a bitch.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mad Max with the Super Chat says, uh, I think we should look at the uh, labels because I think that they were they put a hit on him because PNB wasn't as hot as he was in 2017. So I think we uh, uh, the label he signed to uh, set it up so they could run his streams up and recoup, you know. That's Mad Max's words, not mine. Conspiracy, conspiracy, conspiracy,
1: but... That's heavy. That's heavy, Mad Max. You gotta be careful when you're saying stuff like that. Yeah,
0: man. yeah, yeah. You know, um... Listen, I think that the label probably would love to have their artists here to continue to make music. I mean, I don't think that anybody wins from that because again, when you talk about those streams going up, that's only temporary. When a label gets when a label gets an artist, they invest in that artist and they invest in that artist for a long term, you know, so I think they would rather have the possibility of him having hits for multiple years then just streams go up for a couple of weeks.
1: Okay, so like, hold on, this is what I'm saying. Soulmatic is bringing up the fact that like Tupac didn't run the jewels and that's why they shot him in the elevator too. Mm. And he's right, but Tupac also said that it's like he felt like he was familiar with the assailants too. That's part of why he didn't run it. Like he felt like he already knew the setup was kind of like potentially on and coming and where it was coming from. That's why he didn't run it. Mm.
0: Uh, well, you know, we're, we're celebrating oh, the anniversary of you know his passing as well. Uh, I think that was yesterday, but we could talk a little bit it about that. Uh, but I do want to, on a lighter note, I do want to get into this lyricist uh, of the year. Category that the BET awards put out Lex Diesel with the super chat says uh, So listening to the radio and I heard God did come on They literally went straight to Jay's verse Shaking my head Jay Z has the media in his back pocket It appears that way It appears that way you know I saw like his um, You know how Facebook does those Like official pages Where it's like Jay Z official Music or it be like Pharrell official music, where they actually upload the um, music videos for the artists, like the official ones, kind of like Vivo for YouTube. Anyway, they uploaded on that page, the MSNBC breakdown for God Did. I'm like, damn. <laughs> damn. Anyway, speaking of which, and I think that's a good transition, uh, BET Hip Hop Awards, um, they have put out their nominees for Lyricists of the Year. And I'm going to start right in the middle since y'all just got finished talking about Jay. Jay-Z's nominated. And Jay-Z has one verse, unless you want to count the the T verse. So two verses this year, nominated for Lyricists of the Year. Uh, Baby King, nominated for Lyricists of the Year, has a ghostwriter, by the way. Benny the Butcher, nominated for Lyricist of the Year Jack Harlow, nominated for Lyricist of the Year Kendrick Lamar, Drake, and J. Cole Whole lot to unpack here Where do you want to start?
1: Let's start with Jay-Z Because what we're going to do is We're going to start doing some substitutions <laughs> We're going to do some substitutions And we're going to make the real list Who to push the T-piss of off? No,
0: huh? What? Who did Pusha T piss off? I want to start there, man. Because, you know, when it comes to an industry rollout, like I don't expect BET to show love to Lupe or, you know, uh, Gibbs or even Conway to a degree. Because that's a little bit too underground for them. But when you talk about mainstream rollouts this year, nobody did that better than Pusha T. Even I think it's almost dry has a lot of defects. But if you want to talk about rolling an album out in a traditional format, this is a slap in the face to Pusha T. You know, you don't say. (laughs) But go ahead. I'm sorry. I wanted to get that tangent out.
1: No, no, no. I'm glad that you did. Do you feel better? Are you okay? Everything all right? You feel better now? (laughs)
0: Um, Yeah, I still got more to say. I'm not even getting to the Jack Harlow stuff yet, but we'll get there.
1: Well, let's just start one by one and start unpacking it. Since you're actually referencing uh, Pusha T, well, that's who Jay-Z is being replaced by. Mm -hmm. Because, well, you did two verses this year, and if we're going to go with some old good old dope boy MC with a big rollout rapping, we're going to go with Pusha T and Pusha T's rollout, because, well, you know, he made an album and did more than two verses this year. So we're subbing Jay-Z out for Pusha T. Let me stop you there, though. You can let the smoker shine the coop. Let me stop you
0: there though. Let's be real, man. Let them shine your he neck got, and too. He got a lyricist of the year nomination off of one verse. Because obviously they didn't even, they didn't even factor in any of Pusha T's material. So I don't even it's, think that the Pusha T song had anything to do with this.
1: It's very problematic, and I'm not gonna do this on Nas's birthday. I'm just gonna <laughs> sub them out. One I'm verse. Sub them out. I mean, there's because there's nothing to really talk about. You did two verses this year. You're out, Marquez Davis. How about this? That's like this. You know. Okay, so check this out. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to play X amount of games to like qualify for certain stats in the NBA, right? Right. So Kevin Durant technically was third in the league in scoring at 29.9 points per game, literally a tenth off from LeBron for being second, and was third. It was literally by like six or seven points. But because he literally was, I think, one game or two games short of qualifying, in the books it's going to show that he scored 29.9 points per game. But when the record showed the NBA scoring leaders for last season, it's not going to show Kevin Durant at 29.9 at third right after. Who won the scoring title? Is LeBron and Giannis? Did Giannis win? Who won?
0: I think Giannis won.
1: Yeah, Giannis and then LeBron and, and then KB. And so, but it's not going to show KD. It's going to go to the person that qualified. But he rapped for
0: four minutes.
1: You have to qualify.
0: He rapped for four minutes, though, Coop. That's not qualifying. And it was a game-changing verse. And, you know, MSNBC covered the verse, man, you know. Marquez Davis with the Super Chat says, um, this is why Jay-Z has a lot of pushback. Like, damn, we know he's great. Why does everything he does get put all the way to the top? One verse does not put you on that list. This is why I be rocking with Nas heavy. I mean, listen, one verse. I don't care if it's four minutes, five minutes, or whatever. And and honestly, man, let's keep it above. It's not the verse that they're saying it is.
1: It's a good. Playoff verse. It's playoff season. Go Braves. Gonna do like the manager. We're gonna sub them out.
0: All right. So you're putting Pusha T in the place. Putting of somebody Jeff. out the bullpen. What else Put you a got? In. What else you got before I go on my rant?
1: Well, you know, I figure we can go one by one before you get with your rant. First of all, are you cool with Benny being there?
0: Yeah, I'm cool with Benny being there.
1: Me too. I feel like he's having a great year and he kind of deserves that.
0: Yeah. Um. So, Baby Keem? Baby Keem has to go. He has to go. You, can I We heard you? reference tracks, man. Can Re- I interest you in
1: Black Thought, maybe? Okay. See, now we're talking about lyricism. So, Baby Keem... Um I baby saw, king's never gonna um, make this list again. Yeah. And Black Thought has been inserted. Okay.
0: So basically, man, Kendrick's been nominated twice because Kendrick is Baby King.
1: That's very problematic. We're gonna get to Kendrick in a minute because I have a rant before you do. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. He won't, no, he won't be staying. Mike, what say you, you tri- about Drake?
0: <clears throat> uh, you know, this is the thing about Drake. I don't think he should be on this list at all. He hadn't put out any rap material this year. Mike, uh, I'm about
1: to surprise you. I'm about to hit you with some surprises. You cool with Drake being on there? No, I'm tired of these singing niggas getting voted as lyricists. Putting Talib Kwali in for his performance on No Fear of Time. I'm actually rocking with Kwali for once. Talib okay. Kwali deserves to be have lyricists of your consideration because I think this. But might nobody be heard that, huh?
0: Nobody heard the album. That's what they're gonna say,
1: huh? Jay Z only has one verse. Anything goes. At least they made a goddamn album. <laughs> right. um, I would insert Tylib instead of Drake. Okay, now, now you can go to Jack Harlow, or I can go to Kendrick. Where you want to go?
0: Go to Jack Harlow first. Get that out the way, and then you can go on your Kendrick rant.
1: Jack Harlow. Well, J Cole's there. J Cole is staying. Right. We're clear. Yeah, yeah.
0: J Cole's staying.
1: He put in the We're work. Clear. Yeah. We're clear the J. Cole thing. Yeah, Jack Harlow.
0: Well, you got JID out there. You got Conway out there, and you also have Lupe out there.
1: No, we're gonna get to Lupe in a second. Mm-hmm. I actually have a dark horse since they want to throw somebody in here kind of randomly to shake it up. I'm throwing Chain Noir in there and taking Jack Harlow out. Okay. Since y'all want to shake it up, let's put a woman in there. How about that? We always want to pick a white boy and pin him in the black guys category. How about we pick a black woman and throw her up in the mix? Think she deserves that. You're going to push me into my rant early. Go ahead. <laughs> really problematic how they're behaving in these streets. Call them wet. White entertainment television. Wet. And then last but not least. <clears throat> I'm taking Kendrick out.
0: And You're I'm putting Kendrick Lupe out. In.
1: I don't believe this. I have Lupe and Talib in. I'm taking Kendrick out and putting Lupe in. And I'm going to tell you why. Because Lupe album ain't submitted. And the reason that Kendrick gets held higher than Lupe has never been about lyrical ability. It's always been about his album making. Well, Lupe made a more palatable album. He made a superior album. He's a better lyricist. Period. He is a better, a better lyricist. Conversation.
0: Yeah. He's a better lyricist. I've always said that.
1: What's all? No, here's the thing. He's always even conceptually been right there with Kendrick. And you have to understand style wise, they're similar. I told you one of the most poignant things I ever heard on record was when Kendrick's mom is talking at the end of real. And she says, we're from Chicago. You know, we like the step. I'm like, well, now his voice makes sense. His rhyme pattern and his flow and all that stuff. Man, you're more tribal than you realize. You understand what no, I'm you're saying? Right. You're right. And so him and Lupe had a lot of similarities.
0: Yeah, no, you're he's right. Just been,
1: he's been the superior album maker, but not this year. And you're this right. is why, according to hip hop, is fair and unbiased because I'm actually replacing people with Lupe and Talib Kweli. Mike <laughs> can have the floor and talk about Jack Harlow. <laughs> Let, me this, um, Let me
0: go to this. Let me go to this super chat real quick. Born King says Jay Z stands are the worst because they're either celebrities, they're e- <laughs> they're either celebrities or media. This is true. His fans are in high places. <laughs> Shout out to Angie Martinez. Uh, Alex Diesel with the super chat says, uh, Magic dropped after two, uh, 2021's cutoff. Oh, Nas is 2022 yeah. lyricist of the year. Uh, yeah, I guess, man. And I, I was looking for that too. I was looking to see if there was anybody who dropped in like 2021 or at the end of it where Nas could be considered. But if they want to go by this rule, I get that. No, nah, that wasn't a dig at Angie. We all know Angie uh Angie and Jay are like that and Angie says herself, that Jay is her favorite just, rapper. Mike,
1: just say this. Just just nah, say, it. say it. We like, all know
0: that. It. Uh CJ kid with the super chat says fake thug no love you get the slug see before gusto. You luck, luck though. No, didn't know so I was drunk. I
1: was drunk though. though you freak niggas play that.
0: Yo man, y'all missed a great <laughs> yeah. show on our Patreon too on Monday, man. We were breaking down A lot of great records, but one of the things that I thought was awesome was when we were breaking down Jay-Z's You Don't Know. Incredible record, and how Mm -hmm. he used his voice, and when things came in, out, powerful Mm -hmm. stuff, man.
1: Okay, so that's what I'm saying. So that's what I mean when he ascended to God MC level. We won't talk about it too much, but he was doing things vocally on that record that... Classical, tra- Classically trained artists are taught to do Like on their runs or on their riffs They can catch stuff
0: And you said something on that show That I thought was really really important You were like on the blueprint He was like 98 Jordan Or like 96 Jordan I was thinking But yeah where he was able to kind of just Control the game And it wasn't about his super yeah. lyrical ability It was about how he was utilizing his space And spacing right,
1: See, that's what i like mean. He jumping so out the gym, Jordan, see, is like reasonable see, doubt. See the, guy, see, the guy in 96 had a point to prove. That's why yeah. it's not the same. And he was a little bit still more athletically inclined in 96 and 98. He was somebody different, but his numbers were the same. And that's what yeah. I mean. It's just like, oh, no, that's not the guy that's rapping his ass off on reasonable doubt. Right. But he's still getting 30 points a game because yeah. much like Mike had learned. Like, a lot of that 98 season, people forget Mike had a lot of first and second quarters where Mike would have, like, 10 points at halftime. You know mm. what I'm saying? Because he was kind of letting the game come into him and figuring out how it worked. And then the third quarter, Mike would just keep things steady. But then the fourth quarter come around, Mike would just go get 15 points. He'd be like, hey, how am I might get 30 points? Like, well, he scored 15 in the fourth quarter. Yeah, he quarter. did it he in different way. He scored six in the third quarter. He had nine at halftime. But he scored 21 in the second half because he understood that he could go get 30 when he felt like it.
0: Mm-hmm. N.R. Like, Super you Chat says, I feel like it. N.R. says, have y'all done a list of the best producers slash beat makers in the, in, of this generation? How do you guys like uh, Boy Wonder, uh, uh, what is it, Dahi, Hit Boy, uh, compete all time? I think Hit Boy is really, really doing a lot of great work currently. Um, I've always felt like Metro was the best producer of this era. All
1: right. Are you done? I was going to go
0: to the Super Chats, but go ahead.
1: I agree with you on the Metro sentiment, Um, but I will tell you that what Nas and Hit Boy are doing is truly special, and I think KD might be a moment, if it is a moment, that's going to catapult Hit Boy above Metro in that conversation. The album making
0: is important, yes.
1: Album making is important, and also, too, let's hold that thought about Boy Wonder because we're going to talk about Gibbs' new song and Boy Wonder is Apparently doing some contributions to Gibbs' new album. And so okay. hold that boy wonder thought till we talk about Gibbs and Gibbs' new song with money bag
0: yeah Uh Mad Max of the super chat says, Pusha T Cole, uh, K Dot, J I D, Lupe, if we're talking about mainstream and Benny. Uh I would have taken Megan before Harlow. I agree with that. I agree with that one hundred percent.
1: Megan has a whole album. I'm cool with that. It's just Megan's you know, it's album is like, better than when, Harlow's
0: too. Megan's no, album's what,
1: better see, than Harlow's. See, this is what I and, and maybe I'm just kind of like a dark horse kind of person, but it's like we have to encourage artists to be artists. And so when a black woman makes an album that's actually worthy of being considered album of the year contention, I would like her to get some notoriety, some kind, yeah. some sort of attention that says, "Hey, you're doing great, great job," and people should like be fucking with your shit. And and also like young ladies could be patronizing themselves after you and not just Megan
0: well I mean for artists that means means. a lot too like I could tell for artists that means a lot and I I could tell that even with Janelle Monae right the fact that Art Android and even Electric Lady didn't get the attention that it should have gotten it bothers her you know what I'm saying And, and she got the most attention on the third album that was nowhere near as good as the first two she knows that that was the uh, one that actually got nominated for Grammy Album of the Year, but she knows, and we were that's not like, the that's first way too two. Late.
1: Yeah, we were like, that's too late. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you true. know, and
0: you can never get those things back. You can never go back and say, you know, because Outcasts put out Love Below, we're gonna nominate you for Album of the Year because we missed out on the Cuminah. Like it doesn't work like that. You miss it, you miss it. You can't go back and reward somebody for an album they made four years ago. Um, LP with the yeah. super chat says, um, the true list is Lupe, Thought, Ransom, Nas, Cole, Pusha, and Benny. They all drop great project, great verses, and enough material to justify it. You know, Cole's Nas features are the year only year. ones, huh?
1: Nas album dropped last
0: year. Yeah. Man Man with the super chat says, um, the Barlow <laughs> agenda is ridiculous and problematic. Can I get so- to that? Can I get to the Harlow thing?
1: No, Mike, I bet it.
0: Please do. Well, I think lyricists of the year is a very strange yes, category yeah, for somebody who has no bars. There we go. It is. I mean, the only song that they're playing of his is a Fergie sample that no one asked to be played. It gets played over and over and over. Where are the other records? Where are the records that are actually displaying his lyricism? And you know what? I thought that was rhetorical. You didn't want me to answer.
1: You wanted to talk. Go ahead.
0: (laughs) I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked if he actually wins this. And I know y'all saying whatever. You know, there's two things that I think could happen. I think this is either set up for Kendrick to just win because Kendrick got 10 nominations at this show. So maybe they're just going to give Kendrick a clean sweep or whatever. But Kendrick may not come to the show. And we know Harlow's going to be there front and center and Harlow already told you in this Rolling Stone article I'm not Macklemore I'm not going to apologize when I win these awards did he not say that he specifically pointed he out did say that. he specifically pointed out the situation when uh, Macklemore texts Kendrick that he should have won the award for Good Kid Mad City at the Grammys over you know Macklemore's album Harlow said I'm not doing that and if <laughs> and, you know, with BT's current history and trying to shake shit up with Fat Joe hosting the show with all this stuff going on, I wouldn't be surprised if BT just goes out there and gives Jack Harlow Lyricist of the Year just to be a troll. Because this, I mean, these nominees are trolly anyway. You already got one guy who doesn't write his raps, but then got some, you know what I'm saying, uh, reference tracks on him. You got another legend Who's only spit one verse that you guys have talked about the whole year. And then you got this other guy who has no bars and has a hit song on the radio that, I mean, quite frankly, you guys made a hit. Not even you guys as in B E T, but the industry made a hit. Nobody's going to the club wanting to hear whatever that song's called, I forget. Uh Fast Lane or um, the Fergie Jump. Nobody wants to hear that. CJ Kid with the Super Chat says, how long should it take for an artist to complete a song if a producer gives you a beat? Uh, I would say a day, man. You know what I'm saying? Spend some time on it. I mean, anybody could run through it in half a day, but it depends on your level of experience. I think for a brand new artist, though, spend a day on a record, something should come out. EP with the super chat says, LP, excuse me, with the super chat says, the last year's stuff doesn't matter because it does it's not a calendar year. It's a year over a year. By that standard, nothing that dropped in October slash December can ever win. Hmm. I see what he's saying. So it has to be a whole calendar year from the actual um award show. Hmm. In that case, I mean, magic's in there. Um, L with the super chat says, "Love the Monday Patreon show. Super dope to catch it live. I really enjoyed the music, especially the Black Star album that was played in the previous show. I'm still waiting on Coop, uh, waiting for Coop to snap. LOL. Yes, appreciate you joining the Patreon. And yeah, for the people who ain't on the Patreon yet, it's linked up to the top. You gotta join those conversations because we actually bring people in so they can debate Coop live."
1: And we play music. I mean, that's the best part is that yeah. we can we can get straight to the point of like we can <clears throat> you know what playing music live does? It gets you out of your feelings and into the facts about yeah. what's going on and what you're really hearing. When we were
0: playing that tribe stuff, did I change any of your mind and
1: anything? Those records are heavy, man. It hits different. That's what I was like, play award tour. Play Check the Rhyme. Those records like, play, are heavy, No, play man. that stuff. Like, it hit different. It's exciting.
0: Listen, man. Outkast couldn't beat them in the verses. I'm just going to be real. And I love Outkast.
1: No, they can. It's the songs, Mike. It's the songs.
0: Their songs have aged so well. I don't think there's anybody whose songs have aged better than Tribe songs. And that's including Public Enemy, NWA. Dre, even, because for the content, sonically Dr. Dre's stuff has aged incredibly, but content wise, not so much. You know what I mean?
1: Well, content, let's not even get into that. Here, let's kind of keep it to the tribe thing.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Like, I think it's because their sound has resonated in different variations and forms of hip-hop and R&B since their departure as well they're looked at as the centerpieces probably for a sound that different people pick up and took on that might be qt's biggest contribution is not just the contribution of the music it's the fact that will dilla picked it up and quest love and thought picked it up yeah and d'angelo and jill scott and erica badu picked it up they got a lot of kids
0: out here yeah.
1: You're right. Yeah. Q-Tip got a lot of kids out here. And, and and how about this? His most famous kids ain't on no rap shit. And so that's yeah. what makes it kind of special to me. But if we're just going to the songs I've always told you, it's like, no, Outcast can beat Tribe, but you have to play the right Outcast song, which means you have to know their catalog in and out. Like, people don't understand this. Like, a record... Like Everlasting and Benzor Beam are not being played, and you're gonna to lose to Tribe. Like well, you see, have to the play both of is, those records. That's where
0: the that's where the divide is. Tribe's biggest records are some of their best records. Right. Our Outcast's Outcare, biggest records, records are not their best records.
1: Right. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But everlasting, because of the sound and the beat, well, that pairs better to beat some of Tribe's stuff than maybe a um what tribe song you think that could be, <laughs> like as far as a single or something? Like, no, no maybe not a single, but that's yeah. what I mean, like on that album level. That's that album stuff, because I mean, tribe ain't gonna win. First of all, tribe's not winning all of those singles. They're I don't think they're not think Everlasting are going to win
0: all of them. Everlasting, as much as I love that record, it doesn't beat lyrics to go.
1: Um, no, it doesn't. Um, <laughs> it doesn't. Um, I get what you're saying, Mike, but I don't agree. No, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I personally don't agree. The rapping yeah. is better on Everlasting. That might be biased. That might be Southern bias.
0: No, look, the rapping is better on Everlasting. I think where you're leaning That's towards I mean. is the who's the better rapping group. Better.
1: Like, like yeah. how about this? You think In Due Time is better than Lyrics To Go? Now, that one's close.
0: I think, whew. Right. I don't know. I think In Due Time might be better than Lyrics To Go.
1: See what I mean about yeah. how you have to pick the Outcast stuff and know what you're picking. Yeah, it's like no, like what I'm trying to say is, is that like how about this? If you know Outcast and know their catalog, it's like, well, it's arguable that Benzer or Everlasting and in due time could be in their top 20-ish songs, which means it needs to be in the conversation. You can't just look at their albums. But yeah, you really got to go find their best did. stuff.
0: Uh, CJ Kid with a super chat says, I also wanted Coop's opinion on that same question. How long uh, should it take for artists to put together a track once, you know, producer gives them a track?
1: <clears throat> yeah, I feel like if you're <clears throat> the whole track.
0: Yeah, yeah. If you're doing a solo song, the producer gives you a track. How long should it take for them to be able to have a track back from you?
1: Like recorded, like written and recorded written and recorded. Yeah, Mike is right. If time permits. You actually need to be coming to the studio ready with your rhymes to record in that four hour gap. If you do not, you need to be at home working, rehearsing, reciting so that you can come back and nail it the next day. Yeah. So I would literally say a day turnaround. It's like, like when I did my joint on American beauty, the so raw joint six hit me with the beat at night at like seven o'clock. And I listened to it in the studio And I started writing and I got really excited, but I knew I had other shit to do. And so I went home and I had stuff to do. So I didn't get to it the next day, but after I got, this is when Asaya was a baby. I had to get Asaya situated in daycare. And after I got her situated in the daycare, I came back, put the headphones on. I'm pacing up and down the hallway at like 10, 11 o'clock in the morning. By one o'clock, I'm hitting six up like, I'm ready, let's go. He gets off at five. I'm in the studio at 6. He gave me the beat yesterday at 7. We going live at 7 and recording the song. Yeah. You got a day. like You got to make the shit move. Because also, too, you have to understand, you shouldn't be picking up any track that you don't feel enough that it's making you move in that manner.
0: Exactly. Now, that's the number one point. Yeah, if you got a track that you're feeling to that point, you're going to want to write to it. And you're going to want to get it done. And, like, but the other curve of it is, also, it's like, how used to you are being how used to you how i'm sorry i can't even speak right now how acquainted with the studio are you you know what i mean like if you're new to the studio you might take that whole four hour block to record that one song but yeah. if you've actually gotten comfortable with the studio you know what you're doing you know how you're recording you know when you know just your you got a whole relationship with the engineer and how y'all work you can knock that stuff out in an hour you know what i mean
1: so I'm going to but, but see that that depends on how you work. Cause I'm going to tell yeah. you how six worked that I thought was ahead of his time. Six made us lay down full vocals, two times full vocals. So you couldn't just run your shit down one time in one take. You had to run your shit down two times in one take. And then we had to do an ad lib and then we had to do like a punch stack. So you had to do four runs to finish the track. And so to do all of those four runs professionally, on a whole song, might take you two hours when you're professional. Yeah. When you're not professional, you coming back and finish. Like, that's what I mean when you're talking about professionally doing stuff. Right. But that depends on how you're doing and how you're running it. Some engineers, it's like, well, they'll take one take, one ad-lib from you, and they'll take one skeleton take and be like, no, you're good, and they'll piece your shit together. Six yeah. was like, no, I want two old takes.
0: That's the best, best way I mean? to do it, though. You know what I mean? To make sure you get that practice in. That way, you do get better. LP no. with the Super Chat says, <laughs> yeah, because the show... um is in September. So if if they only go by the calendar year, then they're missing everything from September to December. So, uh, yeah, if it drops from January to September, be nominated. That makes sense. Because it's like, if you're cutting here. off oh, that so year. I
1: get, no, I get what he's saying.
0: Yeah, so if you're cutting off that year, then yeah, anything from September to December just doesn't matter. So yeah, I guess Nas should be nominated then. Born King says, "Man, Cast will wash a tribe called Quest. They're more versatile. I don't know, man. The versatility has nothing to do with how them songs hit, though.
1: The ver- and the versatility has. How about this? I'm gonna tell you where Outcast is actually gonna win. Which is funny because we're talking about a Southern group versus a New York group. They're gonna rent on some rap shit, and so that's what I mean. Like in due time." Oh, those guys lyrically are somewhere on Benzor or Beamer. Lyrically, they're somewhere. So you actually like because if we're just going to go hit for hit, banger for banger, it's like they're not going to win. But if you get into their specialty over tribe, which is actually the creative nuance and the lyrical side of it, you're going to win. But you have to pick certain stuff. I'm going to tell you something that I think would be like a sneaky pick, something like West Savannah. That's what I'm saying. Is this I like, think West I'm, Savannah like, would be
0: necessary. Definitely.
1: Right, it's like, how to, about this? Rosa Parks? Do you think Rosa Parks beating one of Tribe's hits? No. Right, I don't either.
0: This is the thing, man. I think, I think Cass's versatility would actually be a detriment to them against uh, Tribe. I don't yeah. think you need to get too cute with them, man. You need to go out there and, like you said, go with the bars. Go with right
1: over the woods. Yeah. bunk. That's what I'm saying. You got to know Outcast catalog. You got to stay away from that
0: Stankonia stuff.
1: Right, even exactly.
0: bombs over Baghdad. As much as I love that record against Tribe, you might want to stay away from that record.
1: No, no, no. Bombs over Baghdad can win. It can take something like a find a way out, or something like um. No, I was wrong. That's it. That's it. No, not <laughs> it's not. Because even with Tribe's first album, like I'm yeah. the first to tell you, well, the highlight of Tribe's first album is the hits.
0: I mean, you know, Bonita, what does Cass got for that?
1: Right. I left my wallet in El Segundo.
0: I mean, I'll give them El Segundo, you know, if you want to play Bombs Over Bad Dad, yeah. I mean, Bombs Over Bad Dad wins that. But that's does it win over over a song like Can I Kick It, though? And see, that's the thing. Like, sonically, and as a hip-hop nerd and fan, obviously, on a structural level, Bombs Over Bad Dad is the better song to me. But does Bombs Over Bad Dad mean more than Can I Kick It? or does it play better than can i kick it to an audience if you're playing them side by side? I don't think so.
1: I think I think hold on, I think I think can i kick it fits more into our comfortable realm of what we know. Yeah. That's what you mean about the creative stuff not kicking because exactly. can i kick it? How about this? Can i kick it is something that you can play? before somebody like a Nas or K R S one were to get on the mic, but she would play it before Chuck D or Ice Cube would get on the mic. It kind of fits everywhere in every space. Bombs over Baghdad doesn't necessarily fit over everywhere.
0: You could get the crowd involved with Can I Kick It. You
1: can't get the about crowd this? involved. I feel involved like how about Baghdad? this? This is what I'm saying. Like if you play Can I Kick It, I would play like elevators. That's one of the singles I play. It's like you're playing that single, give me elevators.
0: Again, man. You're giving me some high spades for shit that ain't even really high spades for me. No, that's you're, the problem. You're gonna lose, that's
1: what I'm saying. You're going to lose like a war to an electric relaxation and, and scenario and check the rhyme. Like, you're going to lose those. Who, 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 to who? To Cass. Cass is losing those. That's oh, what Cass I'm is
0: losing those. I thought you were saying Tribe is losing. Okay. No, that's what you. I'm
1: saying. Cass yeah. is losing those. That's why you don't play elevators against those because you okay. don't want to lose elevators. Like right. like like you gotta pick that's what I mean you have to pick it funny if you were an outcast fan because you can't just pick their single stuff. It's like you understand like and hurt Urban, who who might get played and players ball might not get played.
0: <sighs> I think that the um Southern playalistic stuff will really help them in this matchup ain't no thing might like get yeah. played. You feel that, what I'm and saying? And that's why you said West Savannah too cuz I mean that's from the Southern Playlist Succession. That's what I mean yeah. like like
1: but it's the stuff that's getting played. It's like no, you might hear crumbling herb or even spaghetti Uba junction. Your player's ball. Yeah. That's what I mean, you have to know the catalog.
0: Yeah. Uncle Fram with the Super Chat said, "Yes guys, the Patreon show has been pretty exciting." Pun intended. Yes, definitely go up to the top and I mean not even the top is right there in the chat. Hit that link. Y'all need to join the Patreon family, man, so we can chop it up and play music and go back and forth. Blue Collar
1: Hustle you know, says... You know what? Go ahead. Mike, we're going to have to do this Outcast Tribe thing again. We need to do it on, on Patreon, Patreon and do it with
0: the music, yeah. On
1: the Patreon with the we'll music. We'll
0: dedicate the whole show to it. You know, you have your list, I will have my list and, so, um, you so, know, like,
1: so, I, I, so. how
0: about you play music on your end, I'll play music on my end. We'll make sure that the sound and all that stuff is right.
1: No, that's perfect because yeah. I'm running the Patreon off my phone now so I can play it on the iPad and okay. my sound the sound on the iPad is like
0: great. Okay, cool, so, cool. Uh, Blue Collar and, Hustle with the Super Chat says, what do you guys think about the TV show Atlanta? The final season premieres tomorrow. was wondering if either of you are fans. I'm a huge fan of that show. Um, you know, not to get super wordy, but I've been following Donald Glover since he was on Community. So when he was on Community, loved that show. And then he jumped off and did his rap thing. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna support Troy. <laughs> Troy was his character on the show, and then he goes off and does Atlanta, and I'm like, yeah, I know this show is gonna be great because I know how great Community was. This guy, you know, has a knack for television and writing, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I hate it's gonna be the final season, but I think that all the characters or the you know the actors, the cast rather, doing so many things, it's just inevitable. It's surprising that they can even come back together for this. You watch the show.
1: I was going to tell you that I didn't watch the show until a friend of mine who I worked with actually became an actor on the Robin season edition.
0: Okay.
1: And about supporting him and his cause, I got familiar with the show and then actually come to actually enjoy it. You know, I'm not a big TV watcher, Mike, outside of, I mean, I'm not even going to lie. I watch the news, I watch sports, and then I like watch nature. And like, that's pretty much it outside of like me finding like little stuff that I like, like um, when, when you get me on something, I'm on something until it's done. And so, like, they got me on Atlanta after Robin season because I was supporting a homie. Did
0: you watch season one? I know Robin season was season two.
1: It was. I still haven't gone back and seen oh, the season Oh, you got
0: to see season one. One of the things that I really love about the show is the authenticity. Like, you could tell, like, the stuff that they're saying and the characters that they have in the show, like the extras— it's so Atlanta, like even like down to the parking attendant and how it is when you try to park and you got somebody that's flagging you down. They don't have the spaces for real, for real. And they like, man, I'm going to watch your car and all that stuff. That's real. You know what I mean? Like when I see some of those, you scenarios know, how many times? Show, Mike,
1: how many times?
0: <laughs> I'm like, whoever's putting this together really knows the city and they know it well. Even the Fubu episode where they had the kid coming around checking the tag and niggas was joning and shit. It's very authentic. And a lot of times when you get, especially in Atlanta or any other city, and a lot of people who are in big cities know this, when you get a nationally televised show that's depicting your city, it gets really watered down and really, you know, not authentic. This one is very authentic, and I think that's why I stuck with that show from jump.
1: Oh, you like it? It's true sure. today.
0: Oh, it's very true today. It I think is. they get real life Atlanta extras for real. Even well, like they, when they niggas they be on a the martyr lot of like bus, like
1: Atlanta for better or yeah. for worse. And a lot of the stuff that I've seen, it's like, oh, I know where that is.
0: Right. It yeah. ain't even just the location. It's just the people. Like when he was riding on the martyr bus, like the people the things you see on a martyr bus,
1: things God, you would have to
0: just experience by being here.
1: No, I get it. See, like, you know, so the Martyr Bus stuff, it always gives me flashbacks. I grew up on the Martyr. I'm from Piedmont Road originally, like downtown Piedmont Road. Like, yeah, by Piedmont Park. Like, me and my mom grew up on the Martyr Bus. Like, I can remember, how about this? I can actually remember when the rail was fifty cents and got hiked to 75 cents and people were tripping. Right, crazy. You had to pay 75 cents instead of 50 cents to get on the Martyr. How right. much Martyr costs now? Like five bucks to get on? I don't know. That's it's how long I've been on Martyr, right?
0: <laughs> uh CJ Kid with the super chat says, thank you guys. Um uh, now I know I have to push myself way beyond what I am now. But well, that's what's up. You got this. Just yeah, stay at go it. Go hard. Keep go writing hard. your raps. CJ the kid also says Spodiody Dopalicious versus Benita Applebaum, both conversational songs. You know, see that's it, what I mean. See, yeah. I'm not
1: playing Spodiotti Dopalicious versus Benita Applebaum because I'm not gonna win.
0: I was gonna, gonna say, gonna wait. I love Spodiotti and I think it's an excellent record, And inventive record. You don't want to play that one up against Benita. You're gonna lose that one.
1: No, that that's probably. I mean, after a tour and you know, Electric Relaxation, don't you think that's their biggest song? And
0: maybe the one with the most replay value. I think so. I think we're not.
1: It's a top top three tribe single. It's one
0: of the best hip-hop songs ever, in my opinion. Eric Terrell with the super chat says, Why is Ali Muhammad never mentioned with the production? Because he did good work with Lucy Pearl. I thought him and Q-Tip co-produced. See, this is the thing, Eric, with uh, Ali. Because I always grew up just kind of giving Ali the credit for production. It feels like, look, when we saw, I don't know if y'all saw the documentary, the Tribe documentary. We actually saw Q-Tip go in there and pull out the records that he pulled for these records, for these songs that he produced. And where he went to in the song, how he got there. We never hear that with Ali. Now, as far as the Lucy Pearl thing, you do know that, you know, Rafael Sadiq's a pretty great producer, too. You know what I'm saying? So, that's the problem with Ali Shahid. We don't know what he can do by himself. We know what Q-Tip can do by himself. We've seen it. We've seen Q-Tip go into other situations and still be Q-Tip. He doesn't have to hide behind another great producer. And I say that respectfully, to answer your question. It's like when... Um, and this is going to sound like a slight too. I don't know if you remember when... Uh, Like when Jermaine Dupri and Dallas Austin got on the live. And they were kind of doing like a versus in their way. But they were kind of just doing some storytelling on some, you know, records that they produced and they made. They didn't play the records. That's a whole nother story. But (laughs) they actually were talking about where they were when they put these records together, how they came together. Dallas Austin, you could tell he works alone. He's a one man show. His stories were very intricate, very detailed. And, you know, Jermaine's stories were kind of like, okay, well, me and such and such got together, did this. I called my guy for this, whatever. whatever. It was a collective thing, which is fine. But it it hit kind of different when it was coming from Dallas because it was personal. Like, even when he told the story about how Creep came together, he was messing with this girl. He was cheating on her or whatever. She was living with him. And he wasn't paying her the attention that she needed And she went out and cheated on him You know what I mean? Things like that And he was way more detailed with it But long story short We feel that when it comes to Q-tip We don't know what Ali does We just know that he stands next to other great producers That have stood on their own Thought he was the DJ That's what I thought too
2: Okay
0: Yeah No, plus what the super chat says, forget the whole um versus format. Who has better songs? Outcast. I think Tribe does, man.
1: No, Because well, you know what puts it over the edge? The remix. No, 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 no. Man. Let's let's let legitimately look at this. No. We have 120 minutes on Patreon mm-hmm. to make stuff happen. hmm You want to do, I mean, what are we doing? 10, what are we doing? We could do 20. And I guess we got
0: to break down, we get a minute each or something.
1: That's cool. I'll do the math. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 that's Um. cool. Hold on, because if we're getting a minute a piece, I'm cool with that. But here's what I'm going to submit to you. You you need to be submitting your best minute. Does that make sense? Mm Mm-hmm. You can skip in if you want to, yeah, whatever. Right, so we're going to have to find the points in the songs that we want to play stuff to, like, really make that work. But I'm down with that. I'm I'm assuming you're taking trial. I'm taking trial. This This is is what I will say about
0: Cass. I think that Cass had a better run, four-album run. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you want to talk about consecutively. But I feel like overall and over time, and then you include the remixes and all that, I got tribe, man, and but casts are better rappers. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I
1: mean,
0: yeah.
1: I mean, no, no, no. That's fine. Twenty songs.
0: Yeah, twenty. And you're giving me cash No, you're taking out cash. You said they better.
1: In <laughs> a lot of trouble.
0: DJ Tim Space King with the super chat says, "Shout out to the to Nas. Happy birthday, man. You teach me a life. You taught me life lessons your know, rhymes and everything." You're putting in with your work, King. If you was not being around hip hop, uh, we would be dead because you teach me a life lesson. Yeah. Nas it's for the kids. LP with the super chat says if y'all ain't check out uh Rum Nitty yet, then let's watch that ish on uh Patreon. Okay. Uh promise Rum y'all nitty. uh he's the best punchline rapper, probably ever. Okay. Rum we, nitty. Yep, right new down right Patreon. Now. Nas the goat with the super chat says, uh, "You guys hurt my feelings, lol, by doing the Patreon live show around twelve noon. Unfortunately, I'm working around that time and can't join the lives. What times are good for you?" Born King with the super chat says, "What uh, what tribe got for so fresh, so clean? Skew it on the Bobby or get out, get up, get out." I got a lot for that. <laughs> Blue collar hustle says, "Speaking of documentaries, uh, with." Would love for you guys to check uh, check out that Wu-Tang documentary on Showtime, especially Coop, as, uh, as I know he has some issues with RZA. Would love to know if, what your, if your feelings have changed. Is that a new documentary or is that the same one?
1: You know, I have thought about this. I've thought about the fact that he had to deal with all the attitudes, the egos, and the nuances. I'm just a code guy. It's like the guys you come up with, Jay-Z said it best. If every click, what he say on um, uh, he's talking
0: it, about if every nigga in your clique is rich, your clique is rugged. Nobody will fall because everybody, you know, everybody be will be
1: each other's crutches. I hope you fools choose to listen. I drop jewels, busting. I think
0: Rizzo took took a lot of guys very far. I think my only thing from what I saw in the documentary, I don't like how he just allowed his brother to just solely be thrown under the bus. And I don't like how even with that um, that million-dollar album, how he acts like, yeah, that's that guy over there. I'm not involved. You had something to do with that, too. <laughs> like,
1: you did. You was promoting it and everything. Well, it's like, okay, like here's what I'm saying. Like, tell the guys what to do in the studio and not out the studio mm-hmm. if they're not signed to your label.
0: And I think like, that whole thing that you got talks about where they're not able to use the logo on their own, I think that's
1: weird. Okay, so that's not problematic for you? Very. Because so they're the group. Thinking, so, so when people are saying, like, I have issue, it's like, well, shit. Look at what the, like, are you, did, did you hear and see the things that I heard?
0: That's like, like if Andre or Big Boy is not able to use the Outcast logo. Right. Or like, that's like, oh, you that's, know, a member, a tribe not being able to use the tribe logo. Like it's a Draghi problem. Or that's like,
1: what I'm saying. So, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. I'm going to stand over here and what? say that it's not right. I'm not saying I don't like it. I'm just saying it's not right because it's yeah. not. Like, people have such a problem these days. But you calling people out for their bullshit. It's like, no, like, 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 have some accountability. It's just like, no, that's not how you do. That's not how you do your right hand man that you came up with, grew up with, period, point blank. And when you call people out on it, people are like, you're a hater. It's like, no, I'm just intelligent and I see the bullshit and he's not above and beyond reproach because he's another human being and the shit's not right.
0: How about that? The bottom line is those guys are the group. You know what I mean? Like, collectively, You know, I I would go through all nine members, but you know what I mean? They make Wu-Tang, like, regardless of whose favorite member is this member, that member, or whatever, without Master Killer, I mean, he makes the group. He signed as a Wu-Tang Clan artist, right? So, if you put
1: your your name on the
0: dotted line as a part of this group, you should be able to use that group's logo. And my my thing...
1: How much money has it cost the smaller artists on the back end who haven't had Ray Ghost and Meth like careers yeah. to be able to put that logo up on a banner, or on exactly. a flyer, or something digitized, or on a show to make them money? Because here's the reality they of the did matter: the work. if you have to call him to use the logo, guess what? You probably have to do too. Yeah, pay him to use the logo.
0: Exactly. If that's, that's not right, right. and that's, that's not. not
1: fair. And so stop making it seem like I'm the one with the problem.
0: Every member of the Wu-Tang Clan, all non-members, if you want to say Capadonna no, but I, I think he should. But maybe that's just me being a Capadonna fan. But all members mm-hmm. of the Wu-Tang Clan who made Wu-Tang what it is, and that's all of them, they should be able to use that logo for whatever benefit they need to use it for, in my Period. opinion.
1: Period. It's not even that complicated, though, Mike. It don't yeah. have to be that
0: complicated. I don't feel like it is for other groups like that. But, see, I think that when you have a leader in a rap group, it gets problematic. I mean, we've seen that even with incredible groups that we love, like Public Enemy. It gets problematic when you have a de facto leader, you know? Uh, CJ Kid with the Super Chat, he says, if Tribe versus Cast is good... Uh, would daylight versus goody Mob be interesting i goody mob doesn't have enough for daylight and i love Goody mob they just don't have enough material for daylight
1: okay so mike i was thinking about some rules and how to format this because okay. i kind of feel like um you know we usually pre-select our list and this is just one of those nuanced battles where i'm not sure how that fair that is so it's like Do you want to go first for 10? I was thinking we could go five and five where it's like you have the pick. Like like you have to go first for five and then I get to respond with five. And then we flip it. And I pick and you have to respond. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Are you cool with that? No, I'm cool with that. Yeah, because I really want to do it, do it about these two groups and do it right. And I know when we randomly pit songs, we end up with a lot of good battles, but we also end up with a lot of washes where it's like, oh, well, that's just blowing that out the water. And I well, like yeah. It more I don't
0: like. want to preset it. I mean, we can kind of feel the rhythm maybe. I don't know. We'll figure it no, out. This
1: is, no, this is what I'm saying when I don't want to preset it. I'm saying it's is like you're going to go first for five times mm-hmm. and I get to respond with whatever song that I want. And then I got to go for the next five first and you respond however you want and then it right. goes back to five and then five okay we can do that i'm cool right to make that. it more fair so it's like if you drop award tour in one of your first five i gotta think about what song i'm gonna drop up out of my catalog you know what i'm saying right but but here's my caveat we have to submit each other a 30 song list and so you can't go out of the 30 song you gotta list.
0: pick through that
1: okay that's cool.
0: You just don't know. Oh, you where got thirty songs.
1: songs I got thirty songs. We're gonna play twenty, and we're gonna see each other's thirty songs beforehand, so that we know. Oh, he's playing one of these thirty songs. I just don't know where he's playing. them.
0: Gotcha. I like it. You LP like that, with The super chat says um, Tip got production credit on three out of the five albums, and all all time Illmatic, Low Low End Theory, and the Infamous. His ish is solidified. Ali, not so much.
1: I agree. I, I mean, agree. yeah.
0: Did did Ali make, you know, uh, One Love? On. You,
1: you know, like when you, <clears throat> when you told me about like the whole Mob Deep thing, because I knew Q-Tip co-produced some stuff. I didn't realize how integral he was for it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, go listen to Give Up the Goods and go listen to One Love and tell me that that doesn't sound like the low end theory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just does. He's the guy, man. Boy King
0: with the super chat says, cast are better lyricists? It's yeah,
1: true. We, we know that.
0: We yeah, know. we know that. We know. Um, um, and we got Esquire, who is the two-time champ. We got trivia coming again. As soon as I can get
1: in. As soon as I can he get in.
0: Tribe has the nostalgia factor in their favor, but cast has a large volume of hits and classic records that transcend generations. How well do they play live, though? Don't know. About to find out. Christopher Hogan with the Super Chat says, I got Cass. South got something to say. I love Cass, man. Blue Collar Hustle says, RZA provided receipts. They can use the logo. Okay. Good. Well, they should be able to. I don't know what you guys was talking about then. Eric Terrell says, um, you know on Versus, Cass can play a uh, thought process and soul food. So that's two points. What tribe got for hey y'all and Valentine's Day? Are you serious? Do you really you want, want to play hey y'all? Do you re- you know? Let's
1: be real. Do you really want to put hey y'all up against Vibrant Thing? Hell no. You want to know what Mike is crazy <laughs> that you're bringing up Vibrant Thing because you want to know what I like about Vibrant Thing. Q Tip still understood who he was. Listen to what he said. A rapping nigga for real. You'll you catch a cypher. me in the cipher if I didn't cop a deal. I love that bar love that bar i was thinking about that bar when i was getting out the car to come do this show
0: yeah i i said that bar to myself i said hold, hold on i sell
1: you you make we split big cake mm. <laughs> yeah. uh cj
0: kid says even include solos and features uh Goody don't have enough i mean if you include celo's career you have to uh born king with super chat says RZA really messed up with the uh, auction off of the um, yeah, the what is it the souveniring album? Yeah, yeah, that that wasn't a good look. I mean, I, I see the concept and what they were trying to do, but it didn't play out well. You didn't think about if the evil villain was to buy it, you know? Um, because the thing about music, and I think that we even talked about this in the whole Black Star breakdown. It's to be shared with the fans. And you prohibited that process by selling one album to one fan. You know?
1: Wow. Wow.
0: Yeah. CJ Kid with the super chat. It comes across as greedy. You know what I'm saying? Like when you do that, it's not about the fans who, Well, okay, so who no, push no no. So this is what I'm saying. Point. So where there's
1: smoke, there's fire. Mike, if yeah. you look at a lot of the moves prior to that, it's like, well, there's some buildup to that move happening because <clears throat> I'm going to tell you, like Prodigy said on an eye for an eye, off the same infamous album that we're quoting, keep letting them small things slide, it'll be a failure.
0: Yeah, Right. CJ Kid says, Ghost, All I Got Is You versus Scarface, Now I Feel You. Similar songs. I'm going All I Got Is You, but not by a whole lot. I mean, both Mm, great I don't know.
1: I may have Now I Feel You on that, to be honest with you. It's a great record.
0: Uh, I want to finish up this Lyricist of the Year thing, too. Um, I don't have a problem with Kendrick being on there. I don't.
1: Neither I think, do I, but I do if Lupe's not on there. That's what I'm saying. Well, no, Lupe and Thought should be on there ahead of Kendrick because their albums are better.
0: Um, You know, Jay-Z shouldn't be on here. Um, it's easy.
1: It was easy. That wasn't
0: hard. Honestly, like, we didn't man, have to think about that. I think LP made a great case for the fact that Nas should be on here because anything that came out from September to this following September should be considered, and Magic was in December, so... I would have to put Nas in that place. Um
1: I'm cool with that too. If you wanna if if you wanna put Nas in somebody's place, I mean, we're not gonna argue, especially on his birthday. <laughs> especially if like technically he should be like up for the honor. And yeah, we're about to we talk made about
0: that. Yeah, we're we gonna have a whole Nas conversation. I know we're an hour and a half in, but yeah, baby King, man, I think once you find like you could be an artist or be nominated for artist of the year or whatever, whatever, but lyricist of the year and somebody's writing your raps that can't happen. He's disqualified. I'm sorry. And I think mean, I think we, even I, think we're we this conversation. I think a lot of people are zeroing in on Jack Harlow for obvious reasons as we should because, you know, Jack Harlow's being force-fed to the masses of hip-hop and uh it's clearly an industry initiative, but this baby king thing and pusha T not being on here like again who to push the T piss off? I mean, you got you got somebody, you got Drake. Maybe Drake told him that, you know, if push the T's on there, I'm not coming to your show. I don't know. All right. Drake, does Drake even have some rap verses this year? I mean, he has uh Jimmy Cook's. The Jack Harlow. Oh, on the Jack Harlow song. Okay, they're giving people lyricists of the year nominations for just one or two verses, huh?
1: Pretty much. They're pretty much saying we don't do our work
0: anymore. Oh, Are yeah. So working? people who put out actual albums aren't considered. do you do? You know, this also shows me that the mainstream is shrinking. I mean, it's already I mean, it's been shrinking for years, but it's totally shrunk. How many of these people actually have an album? Because Baby Keem's album technically came out last year. I don't remember exactly when it came out, but we'll keep him on there. But again, now it's got to be considered. The only people who've had actual albums in 2021 is Benny, Kendrick, and Jack. Mm-hmm.
1: I don't think two of them should
0: be there. So half of this list doesn't even have an album. Yeah. it just shows you how the mainstream is shrunk, and they're not going to.
1: Cole, Cole deserves to be there.
0: He does deserve to be there, but mm-hmm. he's not. I don't think he's there because he deserves to be there, though. I think he's there because they don't want to give. A Lupe, a black star, a black thought, or somebody who's not in the system—that type of notoriety.
1: Because it's wet, Mike. It's, it's crazy, man.
0: Television, it's wet. It's crazy, man. The Grammys have done better with their hip hop nominations than B- the BET Hip Hop Awards. They not nominated the Alfredo BET and Award.
1: King's Disease in the same year. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. got a better pulse than Wet does.
0: That's crazy. With CJ kid with the super chat says, Who wins Scarface or Ghostface in the verses? I'm going Ghosts because, you know, Wu Tang is forever, man.
1: Mike, I think you just picked another fight with me.
0: Oh, you want to go Scarface? Yeah, i definitely say Ghosts.
1: I think the catalogs are comparable. I think I have the more in depth songs. I could see that. Can but I, I, think I, play yeah, but stuff? I stand their catalogs. How about this? I mean, Mike, on my all time list, it literally goes Scarface 5, Ghostface 6. Let's go.
0: I'm with that. Uh,
1: that. Where
0: do you want to go next, man? Uh, We can we can go Nas' birthday next. Ready to die celebrated the anniversary yesterday. You know what? This is where I want to go. To
1: let you know, I've already gotten 27 Outcast songs and or features written down while you were doing this. Going down, Mike. (laughs) Well, you know we celebrated the last three songs. We celebrated the life of Tupac
0: yesterday, and you know today too. So this our first show since that, and um, it's still there. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, man. Let's talk about some great uh, Tupac records. I was listening to um, All Eyes on Me yesterday. No More Pain is a Problem, man. What's your favorite song on All Eyes on Me? Ambitions of
1: a Rider. It's between Ambitions of a Writer. Uh, th- there's three, so top three, because these are the songs I always go back to are Ambitions of a Rider, No More Pain, and I Am Mad at You.
0: Yeah. Only God Could Judge Me was one of my favorites when the album came What's out. up there. Yeah. Love that record, okay. man. He, he there, took there, that shit. Everywhere. That's what
1: I'm saying. That that first disc, like they're they're not, Mike. So few rap albums have that many classic songs just on one side of an album. That's yeah. why I counted. Has that's why I told you I count them as two separate albums because I don't even think it's fair to a lot of other rappers just how much classic shits on the first album. Mike, ambitions as a rider, that's a classic. Um, what what's the actual song called? All about you mm-hmm. every other city that's a classic yeah um scandalous that's a classic yeah got my mind made up that's a classic yo mike, how do classic america's most wanted is a classic yeah. mike no no more pain classic hearts of men classic yeah. only god can judge me classic i ain't mad at you classic california yeah. love classic
0: uh, he you, had he had he had uh-huh, records all on that first disc. You skipped one. How many fell victim to the streets? Uh, life goes on.
1: Life goes on. You're yeah, right. All of those songs are classics. Like, you understand that's one of the best. I tell people if you take all eyes on me and you count book one mm-hmm. as a CD or a tape or whatever, just like one piece of work by itself, top ten rap album.
0: Mm. LP with the super chat says top KD top 10 alone. Rap album. He said, Katie alone should get the nod. Uh, With magic, it's a win.
1: Yeah. Think about the songs we just named off. So when you make a 13-track album, and the weak song on there is the last song, which is What's Your Phone Number, which is the Morris Day and the Time shit.
2: Yeah.
1: Like, when that's your weak record, and it might be the only, that's the only average record on there, Mike. How many other albums can say that? You know what I
0: like, though? I like to live and die in L- L.A. more than I like California Love. Is that crazy to say?
1: I don't agree with you, but if you feel that way, that's fine. I think that's a beautiful record. I'm not But as... that's Machiavelli. Like we talking about all
0: eyes on No, head. no, no. I'm just saying. I'm skipping around since we're talking about pop, period. But, right. yeah. Um, yeah, man. And all that stuff's in the same year. It's crazy because both of those albums don't really sound like they would come out in the same year. Like, if you listen to the, both of those albums side by side, mm-hmm. don't they sound like maybe they're a year or two apart? It's two You know, we, we don't really... I know we used to talk about his work ethic, but when you look at the fact that Me Against the World is 95, All Eyes on Me and Machiavelli are 96.
1: There I mean, we go. Trading War Stories. They're right. Trading War Stories is a classic, too. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Think about this. Everything on here is classic, Mike. The only song on here it's not classic is what's your phone number
0: yeah i did not like what's your phone number but people like that
1: but listen mike if 13 of the 14 songs are classic what does that make your album doesn't that make it one of the best rap albums ever technically yeah if i keep talking about all eyes on me like i'm like if you just take volume one and isolate it it's like oh no how about this book one of all eyes on me is better than either version of life after death by itself. Like, it's better than volume one, Life After Death. It's better than volume two, Life After Death. It's just not better than them
0: combined. Is it uh, the first double disc in
1: hip-hop? That I can think of, yes.
0: Okay. And with that being considered, you got to give them a learning curve for that, too. You know what I'm saying? Like... That's
1: what book two is about. I yeah. feel like he almost did most of book two first.
0: Yeah. Uh, CJ mm-hmm. Kid with a Super Chat says uh, if you have a concept for a song does it take you a day? Um, like like Nas did on Rewind, did that take a day to construct? Who knows? Who knows? I mean, everybody's... You should, work have, ideas is different.
1: For, you should have ideas for years and for albums.
0: hmm CJ Kidd yeah. also says, um, would the original I Am Double Disc uh, be better than All Eyes on Me or Life After Death? Where would you rank it in albums of Double Disc? Yeah, that's a good question for you. I mean, because I... I didn't hear it when it came out. You heard it when it came out. What what say you about what are you you rank rank uh I am as the double disc as it originally was constructed with life after death and all eyes on me. Number 1, 2 and 3.
1: It's not better than life after death because it doesn't have the the, the highs on the I am or more nostalgic and not modernized. And so it's different. Um lyrically you could even say Biggie's more versatile because Nas on the I am double disc project is coming more like reflective Donish than he is like modernized like rapper actively like holding the crown. It's mm-hmm. kind of reflective, like you know, but As far as the lyrics are concerned and the storytelling is concerned, I would put it right there with Life After Death. But I would still probably have to put it in third place after All Eyes on Me. I mean, Life After Death and All Eyes on Me in that order. A best case scenario is probably that it's tied with All Eyes on Me at second. It's better than Wu-Tang Forever.
0: Mm. Mad Max of the Super Chat says... um Do for love, no more pain, ambitions of a rider, blasphemy, me and my girlfriend, hold your head, me against the world, smile, changes, until the end of time. Those are my favorites. You know what, that's crazy that he has that much material. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you just named just a fraction of stuff. I think he could damn near beat anybody in a versus, man, with the material that he had. I think he would beat Biggie in a versus. I mean, but
1: again, that's not a far cry but. If if they both just had to use their songs, he would beat them because Biggie would need his features to beat Pac. I think
0: even with that, because when Pac pulls out the features, man, you got the MC Breed shit, you got soundtrack stuff like "Pour Out a Little Liquor," you got Pain.
1: No, no, no. See, I don't count those. Those are Pac solo songs. That's when I when I mean features, I mean like feature verse. Yeah, like like collab songs. It's like some of this Outkast. Like I'll be straight up and down with you, like. You're about to hear more collaboration stuff in my 30 Outcast songs than I am in your 30 Tribe songs. Hmm. You feel me? Because I know that to beat you. That's what I'm saying. It's like, no, no, I know what I need to pick to beat you. And I need not take it personally by trying to pick like those album records that I know I'm about to lose to. I'm going to go pick the best stuff that Hmm. they've done. Well, and to beat Tribe, to it. that might mean not keeping it album for album. So you're going to see on my list, you're going to have all, all your 30 songs, Mike, are probably going to come from Tribe's first three albums mostly. That's about where 20 to 25 of your songs are coming from because it's there. Yeah, it's there. I got to move For me to do Outcast 2025 songs to beat Tribe, it's like, no, I can't just go to the first three albums. I got to go pick and pull and choose some stuff.
0: Well, Ready to Die actually celebrated its anniversary yesterday as well. Um, It's all
1: fascinating that we're getting pocket knives and big in one show.
0: Yeah, man. What's your favorite song on Ready to Die? Straight up. Has it changed from what it was back in 94?
1: You want to know what, Mike? I was always partial to everyday struggle, and there's a large part of me and sentiment of me that still is. It's like I know how it feels to wake up fucked up. Pockets broke as hell. Another rock to sell. People look at you like use the user, selling drugs to all the Buddha, mad oh selling Buddha. drugs to all the users, mad Buddha abusers. If they don't know about the stress-filled days. baby on the way, way mad bills to pay. pay. That's why you drink tango So you reminisce. You wasn't living so devilish shit.
0: And then the second verse is crazy too. The second verse changes. might be,
1: I mean, the second verse is like his coming out party is a This is, is that like the guy that you're hearing. Like he flashes a little bit. Like he has moments on Ready to Die. Up in, like if you're looking at the sequence in Everyday Struggles track eleven. Yeah, it's track eleven.
0: Well, I got the track list right here. You know it's what like- I was gonna do though? Let's go through this album and like are there any missteps? Like anything you would have left off, because we got the intro. They got Things Unchanged. I love things. One of the best intros ever. Things Unchanged, Gimme the loop, Machine Gun Funk, Warning. Uh-huh ready yep. to die yep. one more chance yep. um you got the interlude fuck me whatever then you got the what you got juicy yep. everyday struggle me right. and my bitch big Papa. respect that's the only one i woulda taken off
1: so here's what i tell you so uh, stop a right of there uh huh well stop right there i think how about this if you were to take respect and friend of mine off and just go from big papa to unbelievable and suicidal thoughts i think you have it's already like to me it's easily a top 15 rap album all time i think the last time i did a list i had it at 13 Mm -hmm. but if you actually take those two records off i think you might end up kind of siphoning it into that all eyes on me book one terrible tory which is like top 10-ish because it's like if you look at it it's like well everything on there is classic Except for the last song, and that's just because in this case the subject matter is just so troubling to some people. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, I mean, but it goes in the flow of an album, and you know, he did some things that Jay didn't do, where it was like, like you said, I'm gonna fit an uncomfortable record here. Like Jay never really does that, and I think it gets in the way. No, of I mean, here's the thing about he it. Here's what you have to understand: together.
1: most of these records for the time that they came out were uncomfortable. Yeah. Like. People wasn't talking this way, like the whole "Give me the loot," the back and forth with him doing the voice like that, and the whole stick up of a robbery. No, 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 that nobody's doing that before. You know, yeah. Like when he's talking, like some of the stuff that he's saying. You know, that's why I cop. That's why I pack a Nina. Fuck a misdemeanor. Beating motherfuckers like I beat Tina. What's love got to do when I'm ripping through whole? When, when I'm ripping through whole your whole crew, strapped like bamboo. <laughs> But I don't sling guns. I got bags of funk and I sell it by the tons. Niggas want to know how I live the Mac life, making money, smoking mics like crack pipes. It's quite simple and plain to maintain. Mm-hmm. I add a little funk to the brain. Niggas wasn't talking or rapping like that in 94. So he was different. Yeah. He was different more than he was a lyricist in 94. It was the different. It was the edginess. It was the dark humor. It was him literally stopping after making an Ike and Tina reference and saying, what's love got to do? Other rappers weren't doing shit like that.
0: No, you're right. 36 Chamber says, um, a posthumous song's allowed in the hypothetical Biggie and Tupac verses. Lots of material released after their passing. Not a lot of quality material, though.
1: Uh, You know what I always like? Go ahead. If I should die before I wake. With Ice Cube and Black Rob on it. With my hands and Benny Siegel. Praise the Lord, shit. Our Father. That beat was so cold and they picked the right dudes with the right voices to go with Big. It's like they picked some dope voices.
0: I think De'Ron could get played. Eric Terrell with the Super Chat says uh, Mike and Coop, so y'all really don't like uh, the Love Below speaker box. Dre wrote and produced, played all the instruments, plus he changed the sound of music. Kendrick, Donald Glover... Tyler, Drake, Ye, etc. Listen, I love The Love Below. Do I go back to it often? Not as much as I used to when I was playing, but I'm going to say this. Great songwriting, great arrangements. I think it was a great feat for um, Dre. I think it hurt the legs of the album that he would never tour on it, and he he hasn't toured in, what, 20 years of its existence? And I think that hurt the legs of the actual songs. But with that being said, none of those records really can compete fairly with the Tribe records. They just can't.
1: I mean, I I hate to break it to people. First of all, like... The drums. Hold on. If something from the speaker box or Love Below makes it, to, like, my top 30 to potentially get paid against Mike on the Patreon show on the Versus, it's not going to be anything off the level below because I can't play She Lives in My Lap. And um, I can't play—what's the other one, Mike? I can't play Vibrate. can't play She Lives in My Lap. You don't want to play uh, Roses. You don't want to do that. Right. Well, I'm going to play Spread, Happy Valentine's Day. It's like, no. Yeah, you don't want to do that. And when, when am you I you so, don't want to play. So what, so, what, so what? I got prototype and she lives in my lap. What am I going to play? Like y'all going to play find a way and I'm going
0: to win with that? Like, no, no, you're not going to play the uh I mean, you only got one minute. So you're not going to play like the the song where he's just speaking about his whole life. That's not going to play well. Uh CJ Kidd says Death Row versus Bad Boy. Well, I, I don't want to take Bad Boy on that one.
1: I'm not
0: doing that. Yeah. LP with the super chat says, uh, best way to honor Nas is to talk that real hip hop ish. Well, we're gonna talk Nas in a little bit too. Sean with the Super Chat said, hey guys, what do you think about um um every ghetto off still matic? Uh one of the bad underrated songs every um uh, every what you guys um what you guys think. Uh, One of the bad underrated songs ever One of the I guess he meant one of the most underrated songs ever What do you guys think Uh, Mad Max says "Uh, The what forever my favorite song I've heard from Biggie The flow grows through me Line for line Until this day it hits I like the what man Like the production
1: choice on the what It's just different man Easy Movie did that right I told you there's a reason that they're playing it at the end of the One More Chance video. You did say that. That was like, yeah, there's a reason for that.
0: Yeah. Uh, Vincent Hughes with the the super chat says, He's a DJ, I'm a rapper. The first double disc. Okay. All right. Okay. Once again, Will Smith breaking ground. Uh, Man Man with the Super Chat. As usual uh man there with the super chat says respect was salute to his heritage mike it gotta stay
1: eh. yeah with the diana king and the jamaican roots and all that but i it's just like that
0: it just don't hit the same though you want to know what it
1: feels like it feels like a soundtrack song i hate to tell people it that does. i like the record it just feels like a soundtrack record it, and not a ready to die record i it,
0: agree with that because the rest of it just doesn't hit with that that it does, type of it doesn't the theme. yeah Mad Max with the Super Chat says, Biggie said a lot of the wild stuff that got glorified that I've only seen M get praised for. We talk about. Yeah, you talk about M's nasty lyrics. Biggie said some real uh, sick shit. He did. Uh, No idea original with the $50 Super Chat. Appreciate that. Love. He said, toast to one of the greatest hip hop shows. The world is yours.
1: Oh, Mike, he said toast to the greatest hip-hop
0: show. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I undercut us. Toast to the greatest hip-hop show. Excuse me.
1: The world gonna is need, yours. I need people to get that right when they say it <laughs> <loud>. Shout <laughs> out to nobody The greatest. Is.
0: Shout out to him. Well, on that note, you want to transition over to Nas?
1: Yeah, I think we've covered all of our uh, Tupac and Biggie Smalls. We might as well to go to number three in the Trinity. Well, number one,
0: actually, but you know. I mean number
1: three. But I mean, I mean number three in terms of the order that we're addressing. But yeah, number one overall.
0: When we started this podcast, I was of the mindset that Jay Z was the greatest MC of all time, based on the longevity and his ability to be, you know, so great for so long, and you know he earned that. And and his rapid pace of recording, uh, his rapid pace of being able to put out quality material, even on albums that didn't get too much fanfare. He always had something that that hit. Not even just on some, you know, radio buzz, but just something that you could keep with you, right? And Mm -hmm. over that time, you know, and and it wasn't far off, right? I'm not gonna say like Nas was a far second or anything, like like Tom Brady got this thing right now. I KD one dropped. I was like, oh, okay, this what we doing. And then when KD2 dropped, I'm like, I think Nas is in the lead. And then Magic dropped. And I'm like, yeah, this thing is over. And I want to say today, you know, happy birthday to the greatest MC of all time, Nasir Jones. Happy 49th, man. I have my personal favorites. His catalog is just incredible at this point.
1: So So here's what I thought about. I don't think it's fair to his catalog to say... What's your favorite song? Because you're going to be hard pressed to pick your favorite song off each album, but I think that's actually what we should do: is to actually run down his catalog and pick
0: favorite song our favorite on each song album from each
1: album. Yeah,
0: Illmatic. What's your favorite song on Illmatic? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, let me get to 007 super chat while you ponder that. It says Nas dug into his uh, mixtapes in the '90s bag last night. Legendary stuff. Got me thinking, can y'all do a segment on the top MC mixtapes? Because going back to his stuff is not known and severely underrated by the masses. I agree with that. I think that I think that if the material that Nas put together in the 90s on the mixtape circuit was around today, there would be no question. But he's making up for that. Eric Terrell says, Coop, Tupac did the um, two-character song before Big on uh, Soldier's Story shooting uh shooting out with the police and everything hmm that was pop i guess so we'll go back and listen to that 36 chambers no says, i've
1: heard soldier story i didn't know that was pop's voice
0: and that's what i'm saying i'm gonna go back and listen to the voices again i, I did not know go it listen either. to
1: the voice now all yeah. apologies i did not know i've always assumed soldier story was somebody like from the thug life camp or someone one of the
0: home go ahead uh 36 ahead. chambers says uh mike and Coop. is there any way to purchase your music Got Coop's album on iTunes, but do y'all have plans of making more of it available? Yeah,
1: we'll do that. You know, hold on. Um, Mike and I have talked about like taking some of his best stuff and my best stuff and kind of putting it on like one project. To we be should do that. But, but we're kind of like about covering people and covering the topics in hip hop and not us. So we never seem to get around with it because <laughs> right. we're not the focus. And we're not supposed to be.
0: Yeah, it's not about it's us being stars or anything. Right.
1: We. I mean, me and Mike probably kicked the can on that for probably about a year and a half. It's just not about us. And neither one of us really thinks that way about it. So,
0: yeah. When the
1: time and the place and the space for it really, like, permits for it to happen, it'll happen. But it's not a focus or concern for Mike or I really.
0: We're not, you know. My favorite song on Illmatic. The world is yours.
1: I'm going to have to echo your sentiments as much as I love memory lane. The world is yours is still the record that I always go to. So I'm with you.
0: Memory lane was going around in my head and so was it ain't hard to tell. I love it. Ain't hard to tell. Um, I
1: was thinking I I was, I was deciding between um, the world is yours memory lane and one love, but one love is personal for me. Like the guy that has the artwork hanging on the wall the painter of this stuff you know he's locked up and his cousin i mean that's my cousin his brother's the one that's my producer he's the one that played the slick rick album you know what i'm saying and so mm-hmm. all the letters that we've been writing to each other all all these years have all ended in what one love one love that's where it started. That's what I mean. It's part of my life and part of my culture. So One Love is kind of like there as well. But Illmatic is obviously a special, special rap album.
0: Before we go on, Esquire uh, brings up something I think that I guess we can expound upon. He says favorite unreleased Nas song? Deja Vu for me. Dice Game for me. Personal favorite.
1: Unreleased Nas song? Yeah. Hmm. Go to it was written while I think about
0: that. Well, I know also, it was another question we asked on the court in the hip hop. We got some really interesting answers. And that's how I know he's the greatest, too. What is Nas's best storytelling song? Or what's your favorite Nas
1: storytelling song? The setup. The setup. He's never like that. I told you, he's amped up. He's out for revenge. This is Nas we're talking about. My mindset, Sun got wet. I'm vexed, really. He pulled mm. off his Rolex, smacked this bitch silly. My niggas acting nail, word the Willie? About to fill it. I feel it. We should have been dealt with it. Them niggas sour. They put too much flour in their coke. They got the nerd to wonder why they broke. Mm. Yeah, he don't talk like that. And when he talks like that, it's special. I'ma go do some of it. It's nasty. Man, hold on. You know what the setup is? The setup is nasty Nas, the dude that's on live at the barbecue. It's that guy. It's a full-fledged m c that knows how to tell a story, but it's like it's nasty not Nas, telling a story
0: mm. I'm gonna go through some of the answers that we got on uh, on our Facebook channel or Facebook page rather it was a lot it was like I gave you power you got rewind you got one love you got um undying love yeah blaze of fifty yeah um uh Papa was a player. Yeah, memory lane. fetus.
1: Fetus is a story. Yep, Project Window. Project Window. I was thinking the original Uh version of Project Window might be my pick for an unreleased Nasong. song.
0: Mm-hmm, okay. But it's not released. Uh, Get Down, fetus. Um, It's so much, man. Second Childhood. That's what
1: I mean. It's about what you prefer. Like, I could just tell you just like, I mean, I could argue with you all day about like the setup and I gave you power just off of it was written. That's what I mean.
0: Yeah, Second Childhood, Small World. Um, small world's
1: a sleeper. I love Small World.
0: Yeah. Small um, World's one of the
1: best records on the I am that got released.
0: Well, let's see. Dance. Okay. I mean the Somebody fact say that get he... down
1: already, right? Somebody said get down already?
0: Yep, they said get down. I mean, yeah. the thing is, man, the fact that he has this many, you'd be hard pressed to find an MC with this many quality storytelling records, period. Period. And that right there alone, I was like, wow, all of these...
1: Actually, I don't answers? think there is an MC with this many quality storytelling records. And I think Ghost and Scarface are probably the closest.
0: Yeah. Um. So, yeah, Dice Game, for me, you're still thinking about uh, your favorite unreleased one, or are you going with uh, Project Windows?
1: No, here's what I'm going to tell you. There's two. Mm-hmm. I got one underrated, and I got one slept on. I'm going to go with Wanna Play Rough. Oh. which was one of the songs from I am that didn't get released just because that was the only time I heard him do the double voice. He mm. did a different voice on want to play rough.
2: Mm.
1: That's outside of his box. So let me go outside of his box and pick want to play rough. But as far as underrated and a lot of this has to do with it being one of his weakest albums. He released a burner track called Where Y'all At Before Hip Hop Is Dead was released. And Where Y'all At was better than most of the stuff that was on hip-hop is dead. It's his most underrated unreleased song. Where Y'all At? Where he took the shit from Major Lord. Where are where them gangsters at? Where them I at? I remember that. I remember that. Yep. It's his King most says, underrated one. Because it was better than most of the shit that on, on hip-hop is dead. And beat-wise, it was better than like everything on hip-hop is dead, except for the J in Game Track.
0: Born King says, "Soldier's Story was pop. Uh, but then... Uh, he went and grabbed Big Psych for that voice. Okay, so Big okay. Psych did the voice. Okay,
1: okay. I didn't know that. Gotcha. But that's still not. But but he did use somebody though. Yeah, he that's Biggie doing. Give me the loop.
0: Yeah, CJ the kid with super chat says rank Nas demo compilations and uh, Nas discography. Yeah, we're getting into that. Darren Harris says got to peep that new Dave East and Jadakus comfortable on Patreon this Monday. Okay mad max says uh every ghetto uh 416 represent the message rewind nas is like money um in uh, my ny state of mind part two lost freestyles locomotive nas album done my favorites yo you like new york state of mind too as well i like that one also Coop's not a big fan of New York State of Mind, too.
1: Because the, the first one is one of the best rap songs that ever got made.
0: That's Nas, all. Nas it's, the just Ghost all. Says, it's just that the
1: first version is one of the best rap songs ever.
0: Nas the Ghost says, Small World is my favorite storytelling song. Maybe he small just shouldn't have named it. Mar- uh, maybe,
1: Carolyn from Maryland. Yeah. All the Blue Caravan. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Ariel yeah, Green with the Super Chat says, One of the best unreleased songs and storytelling songs at the same time is uh, The Rise and Fall. He covered the sentiment of his song, his whole career. His whole like early that. career, excuse me. I like that. Yeah. Uh Born King with the super chat says people sleep on um uh the uh Sicko story.
1: Sekou story off Street's story. Disciple. Yeah,
0: along with uh Live Now. Yeah, I like Sekou story as well.
1: Sekou story actually made my Spotify a nice storytelling playlist, so a lot of people missed it, but not high.
0: Um Matt Max the super chat says No Ideas Original Blaze of 50 and uh Take It in Blood too.
1: Taking right in that. Blood's really not a story.
0: No, but he was just talking about his favorite nine songs. Oh yeah. LP I mean, says I mean, uh um, Blood's
1: up for me too. Best album cuts,
0: Durag, My Way, Memory Lane, You the Man. Ah, you the man. What goes See, around comes around? Album. See,
1: we're supposed to be going album by album.
0: Yeah, what goes around comes around. Take it in blood. The message. S- um stay. Papa was a player. Last Real Nigga a lot. The fact that people are able to pick their favorite storytelling, favorite songs, favorite B-sides, favorite demos,
1: place. unreleased stuff. It's crazy, man. No, no, no. We haven't actually, Mike, we haven't gotten to like the, the actual like finishing move in the catalog. Well, Mike, I think he's got the best album catalog ever. He's got the best unreleased feature catalog ever, Mike, but he has the best feature catalog catalog ever too like he's three he he's got it he's got it all checked out no because how about this he's got more important features like think about it like just just really really think about it really really think about it just in, <laughs> think about live at the barbecue right right verbal intercourse
0: i think you know what Ho, let me let corn, me stop eye. you real quick I think when we think about features, we think about rappers Singles. jumping on R&B stuff, yes. right? Right. But you're talking about B-side stuff and you're talking no, about...
1: No, I'm talking about going on in another artist project right, that's right. not yours right. and submitting a verse. He is the best ever at that, too. The evidence is everywhere.
0: Is the versatility not there with not being able to get on R&B tracks and doing the same thing?
1: I would submit to you Mariah Carey and Joe.
0: I like that record, but I don't think that's like one of a one of the. I would submit to
1: you, Missy, Hot Boys. I,
0: I like Hot Boys, but I don't think his performance
1: was that incredible on there. That Okay, so even if you don't feel that way, it kind of checks those boxes that you're talking about, though, because you just asked a question. I just gave you two big hit records.
0: Escobar, CBR, Bikes, <sighs> Switching Gears, Headlights.
1: No, I don't love the verse, Mike. I don't love the verse. I thought Eve had a better verse, actually.
0: Yeah. Eric Torell with the Super Chat says, Tupac used the same voice on something uh, to die for and A Soldier's Revenge off of his second album after he stopped using that voice modulation. We got to go check those and listen. Soldier's
1: Revenge it. might be him. Okay. Yeah. All um, no, strictly to my niggas,
0: yeah. 007 um, said, Rise and falls among amongst kings are special to me uh between in between it was written and i am segments of his career and the slept on track is his uh prodigy self-conscious self-conscious yeah
1: yeah no i, I don't think self-conscious is slept on i think it's legendary now yeah that's what i mean so this is what i'm saying mike like he's got legendary. he's got how about this he has more legendary guest appearances than any rapper in history because it's like, Mike, just go give me somebody that's got alive live at the barbecue, verbal intercourse, I for an eye. Remember, body in the trunk with Noriega? Yeah, yeah. Mo money, mo murder, mo homicide. The hook to give me yours. You feel what I'm saying? You're going to have to make a everywhere. list. He, you got to make a playlist of this. On, on, on Hell on Earth, he's, he's everywhere, Mike.
0: You, you got to make a playlist of this because. His right. feature game is
1: ridiculous. John Blaze, Mike. That's
0: what I mean. It's like, what, there, what, what, what do
1: you want from him, like, verse-wise? Yeah. Like, how many guys can, like, listen to the stuff that I just named. Fast Life with Cool G Rap. I'm
0: going to say hold on, this.
1: hold on. I want you to go name me 10 Biggie or J or Pac features off the top of my head that rival that on some rap shit. You can't all find that. it. You talking about rap the cool shit, Rap one?
0: Huh? You talking about the cozy cool rap
1: feature? Which one?
0: No, I I'm talking, talking about, about like here.
1: the 10 Nas features I just named off the top of my head with ease. Man. Right.
0: No, don't make too big
1: of them J features off the top of your head that's like the ones that I just named. You got some I4 and I's or verbal intercourses laying around and a Live at the Barbecue and a John Blaze and a Fast Life and a Body in the trunk. No, you don't. I need to them come up with don't a list. Have that. I love those guys. They don't have that. That's why he's I need to, to come to up with a list. You're going and to have to come up with a list, Mike. You're going to be here all night. I, and, Mike, I got 33 Nas feature songs that uh-huh. blow most guys' album catalog out the water.
0: Wow. andre Green with the Super Chat says, uh, Where Y'all At is fire, Coop. Where Y'all At is fire. Um, Jay Stone with the Super Chat says, Nas Buster, Rough Around the of is, uh, is unreleased. Okay. I don't think I heard that record. Me neither. Uh, Blue Collar Hustle with the super chat says, uh, where y'all at was so hot, even Jim Jones gave it props publicly in the midst of him beefing with Nas. He said it was his favorite song that year. He said it was his favorite song that year. Jim Jones keeping it real. Eric Terrell with the super chat says, Tupacalypse Now has zero features. uh, Look it up. Okay. Well, we're going to have to go do some research on that one. Uh, Born King with the super chat says, Foul Breeze is my favorite um. Yeah, it's my favorite unreleased Nas song. He has so much unreleased material. I've never even heard that record. Mad no, foul Max foul says, breeze. Is
1: that the foulness? Is
0: that what he's talking about? Uh, Yeah, I guess so. I think he's
1: talking about
0: the foulness. Well, he said Foul Breeze. Maybe it was a typo. Mad Max in yeah. the Super Chat says uh, New York State of Mind Part 2 is better than the original to me. Nas described his crib in the first four bars in Part 2. Uh, then the Eight Friends scheme. I love part two as well. I think he did an incredible job storytelling. And I honestly think the beat's better than the first one. I think the first one is just very nostalgic and everything else that follows the first one. That's why you shouldn't do part twos, man. Because even if you do improve certain things, people will never see it. Uh non plus with the super chat says, Mary J. Blige sincerely featuring Nas and DMX.
1: Sincerity, not sincerely. She talking. Talk about oh, sincerity. sincerity? Yeah, sincerity. That's what I mean. I, how about this? Sincerity is one of those thirty-three songs that I got down. You got sincerity there? Yeah. All right. Sincer- that beat the sincerity is crazy. This shit hard. That's, That's one of Mary's well, best songs too, crazy. Mike. Sincerity is one of Mary's best songs.
0: Andre Shashir with the super chat says, "Unreleased for me amongst kings." Okay.
1: Amongst kings is dope.
0: Um. I'm gonna get through these and then we'll get to that. It was written. 007 says, uh, silk shirt and my chest show, what a flirt. It's mine. It's a great That's what I'm saying. Like he well. got
1: stuff everywhere. He does. It's everywhere.
0: He never stopped, man. Born King with a super chat says his verse with uh Janae Kwa was also fire. And um he and Allure. Okay. Yeah.
1: The head over heels joint with Allure, I think it I was, remember yeah. That. Shout so out to Allure. Uh, Andre
0: says, uh, Honeymoon is over. Nah, snap too. Yeah. I like
1: Honeymoon is over. I like Honeymoon is over a lot.
0: Yeah, Blue Collar Hustle said, Foul Breeze is not spitting over a uh, New York shit beat. Okay. Mixtape stuff. Okay, so my favorite song on It Was Written, "Solid Murder. I don't think there's any surprise there for anybody who's listened to this show before.
1: <laughs> for me. You know you're I'm a, probably I'm gonna go with you. You know, for most of my life, I argued between I gave you it's those four records. It's I gave you power, the setup, taken in blood, and silent murder. But give me taking in blood, Mike, because okay. I think when we go back and look at who he is as an MC at his peak, I think those three verses are the 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 best legitimate evidence that we have about why he's the best over anybody else without it getting into any real storytelling format, just on some rap shit. It's like, well, who's the best MC? Oh, well, you can play Take It In Blood. And after you get done listening to Take It In Blood, it's like, that guy is the best MC. And it won't be about Mm. no storytelling or about no voice or about nothing like that. It'll be, no, that guy just raps better than everybody else. And this is why somebody like Andre 3000 never doing a three verse song is a problem because we have something like Take It in Blood that exists. That's Where this man to... is absolutely like, yeah. he, he, how about this? He's Jordan in 91 on verse one, 92 in verse two, and 93 in verse three.
0: You
1: know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like, yeah, which version of Mike do you want?
0: You're right. I mean, it's so problematic when we rank Andre so high as it's an best individual. Best lyrical
1: performances ever.
0: As an individual, it's like Nas shows you on "It Was Written" how much it takes to be a solo MC and one of the greats as a solo MC. Like it's so many words in that album. So much bar work. The bar work. So is much bar absurd. Work.
1: It is. It's not. It's more bar work than paid in Full" and "Follow the Leader." We've already ran it down. Remember, this is why I told you it's like no. This might be the best set of lyrics put together ever because nobody put together this amount of great lyrics on one album by themselves like he did the bar work is insane bar work is insane
0: uh darren harris with the super chat says Nas corrupt uh don't stop keep going fire Nas be working man c note with the super chat says ice cube spice one a great storytellers. yes they are spice one got some new music out too ndu jam says uh Remember the Time is uh, my favorite on Street Disciple. The Flow is Sick. Mm. Well, I Am, I'm going Nas is Like. Where are you going?
1: I'm going to have to go with you, but that's part of the problem with I Am that got released, is that, well, that was the first time you got a Nas album, where it's like, well, the argument really shrunk about what the best songs were. It's like it's clear that like Nas is Like, and maybe New York State of Mind 2 or somewhere else, mm-hmm. and then it's like, that was the Primo shit, and then it was like, after that, it's like Small World, Favor, Four Favor with Scarface, and then after that, it was like, what, are we, doing? <laughs> what are we
2: doing?
1: What are we doing? Where the great shit at? Because those are the four records on there that are clearly great, mm-hmm. and Nas Is Like is the best of those records, so I'm with you on Nas Is Like.
0: Okay. Nostradamus. Last words. That's where I was going to go on that one, too. It's crazy. We're, we're actually agreeing
1: on all of these, except for it was written. And, this, and, and I'm going to tell you what, if I was just picking it in a vacuum, I was thinking lyrically, if I'm going to pick a mic performance, I got to take Taken in Blood or Silent Murder, just a straight up mic performance, because I gave you power in the setup for stories. There's a
0: lot to pick from it was written. It's it's no, all I about what, what you're from. looking for. You know what I mean? I know you're not a big fan of the message like that, but for a lot of people. That's no, it's great. It's yeah. epic.
1: It's just how about this. If you tell me that the message is better than the four records that I'm just missing, I'm going to hit you with the Rock Nation <laughs> Oh, it is. Where? where's your evidence? Where's your evidence?
0: 007 says Triple Beam Dream and Powers um that B always showed the craziest chemistry. He had had with Ross. Yeah. Don't now, start with uh his AZ chemistry, of course. Yeah. Right, right. He got chemistry with a lot of people. Um Nazis like definitely is that choice for it was written, not nah, it was written. I am. I see people in the chat saying that. Yeah. I see people saying I would survive. I never really liked that record, man. No, it's, never. It's a, a one love,
1: it's a one love rehash and hack, and it's not that good. Okay. So
0: we're agreeing on <laughs> Illmatic, I am, and Nostradamus. It appears so. So. Here's the big uh, one.
1: Shout out to Shoot him Up on Nostradamus, because I thought about it, but that beat The Last Words. Mike, the drums, The Last Words.
0: His verse on Last Words.
1: nation I mean, yeah, nation came off right on Yeah, that he too. did, yeah. too,
0: but yeah, Last Words shouldn't be on that album. I mean, nothing matched that level. You want to know what? Yeah.
1: Remember his verse on the bridge, 2001? That's what I mean. Like, he
0: got, man. Yeah. No, he didn't. Want to know whose life is written? You talking about that verse? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Still Maddox. Huh. I think okay. I, I think I know where I'm gonna go here. I think I know where I'm gonna go to. I mean, my first instinct is you're the man.
1: My instinct is, it, how about this, Mike? The intro is the moment on the album. That's one of the best intros ever in rap history to me. Okay. And there's and it and it's and it's so triumphant the way that he's talking and the way that he ends it. But Mike. What goes around comes around.
0: Yeah, that's where I was thinking of going too. That's where
1: I'm going because that's the last hardcore evidence that I think I found where it's like he's not to be fucked with on record when he's on until magic came out. The last like the guy who we think is the best lyricist ever. He's really not the same guy after that record because he murders shit for four verses on that song. Tells a story, gets lyrical, breaks down socioeconomics, the black dichotomy, uh, Tiger Woods hating himself. Like he goes so many places, like, man, this. But he doesn't do that again until you hear magic.
0: This nigga Ike with the opposite jersey, light skin with herpes.
1: Fucking bitches in Harlem, Brooklyn, and D.C. This is the problem, because he never tell him he got from sucking fags off of Rikers Island in 9-3. Drives a party, hangs at all the... Con- drives a Benz, hangs at all the concerts. Yeah.
0: 007 said that he performed the Stillmatic intro last night in New York City. I bet that what shit What I mean? Terrible. We
1: gotta get our tickets blood for slave, this show. Blood we'll of know. a Slave, Heart of a King is real to cats. I know, cats, I know jail dudes have got that tattooed on them, Mike.
0: And Drell Green with the Super Chat says Nas and AZ both killed serious. It should have been on Street Disciple, but was unreleased. I think AZ might have put put it on something though.
1: See, hold on. And this is what I mean. How about this? On on, on what goes around, you get an insight into why the media portrays Nas the way that they do too. Yeah. Because he says stuff religion is as poison. Radio yeah. and TV poison. poison. Like Jesus, poison. poison.
0: Yeah, I love that record. I love that record. Especially yeah. at that time, man. I was... Super, you know, fight the power at that point. That's what
1: I'm saying, though. But he said <laughs> stuff like that. Think about it. It's 2001. He's saying yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Radio and TV poison. White Jesus poison. And he also was fortuitous. And then he thought to taking me down as poison. poison. Who want beef now?
0: You know, 2001 slash 2002 Nas was very Ice Cube-esque. Yeah, Death very much. Ice Cube. Yeah, And that's very my favorite. Death Certificate Ice Cube is one of my favorite rappers Period Mad Max of the Super Chat says uh, Money is my B on I Am Was great too Uh, That was a concept song that was uh, That would be a hit today Uh, To me if someone else Sang that hook You'd think it would be a hit today if somebody else sang that hook Hmm
1: Mike let my niggas live Off the W Forgot about that feature that's what I'm saying. I was kind oh, of, of like in between with us off feature. the fix.
0: Now, the fix one was great.
1: That's what I mean. So I was to let my niggas live one. I don't I know, man. Maybe it's because I had. The size has... of elephant hands? Yeah. I...
0: Maybe I had super high hopes. Knots in their nostrils. The blocks
1: high. is hostile. It was cool. It was cool. Okay. Okay. It's just decorate, Raekwon, and Nas. It's cool.
2: Okay.
1: I got you. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Okay. Okay. Well, man. What about the meth red man and
0: uh inspector on there though? You know what I mean? Like the beat to let my niggas live was better. Think so? Okay. Yeah. Esquire with the super chat says, uh, you're the man and what goes around comes around are special. If not yeah. for smoking, that might have been uh the greatest seven song run on any album from intro to second childhood. I didn't like Nothing smoking What's with smoking. Y'all going to stop talking I about
1: smoking like I'm with
0: Esquire on this one. I never liked that record. I told you, smoking is
1: dope. It's yeah. not nice on his West Coast shit.
0: No pun intended. Smoking is dope. Eric Terrell with the Super Chat says, so if you in the Super Bowl... On, Mike. What's up?
1: Love is all we need. Mary J. Blige. I like you didn't that one like
0: too. that. Eric Terrell says, so if you in the Super Bowl and you need uh the run running back Emmett, or Terrell Davis. Emmis is Nas leading the Russia. Davis is Andre, short career. I'm taking Davis because he won those two rings for Denver.
1: First of all, <clears throat> when you say he won those two rings for Denver, you have to understand Denver had a Hall of Fame quarterback, Hall of Fame tight end, and two Pro Bowl wide receivers, and a Hall of Fame left tackle before he ever ran the football. So, no, they didn't just win because of him. He was the catalyst to set it off. And Nas is not Emmett Smith. He's more like Barry Sanders.
0: I'm with you on that.
1: What album are we on? Are we on... Um, uh, Mike, can I submit to you Ghetto Dreams with Common? You like, see what I mean about how he's everywhere? I like ghetto can I dreams. To you Ghetto Dreams with Common?
0: We forget about Ghetto Dreams with Common for whatever reason.
1: Can I submit to you My President with Young Jeezy? Can I submit to you... Uh, what What is it? Uh, what is, what's the record with Game on Bulletproof Diaries? Letter to the King. What about uh, Everybody Hate the Game? Why You Hate the Game? That's yeah, what I'm saying. The game, yeah. Can I submit these records to you possibly and understand he's got the best features ever, too? <laughs> got
0: the best Are we going to go ever. Lost Tapes or uh, Godson? I'm not sure which one came out. You go Lost
1: Tapes answers Do Rags. Let's keep going. <laughs> I was thinking
0: Do Rags, too. That's it is Do Rags. Yeah.
1: Do Rags is one of his 20 best songs. I
0: love Do Rags.
1: I love Do Rags. Well,
0: I guess we could skip right over to Godson, too, because we know the answer to that one.
1: Mike, you and me are on the same page about this Nazi <laughs> on Nas's birthday. Made you look, because you were slave to a page in my rhyme. I book.
0: think made you look could possibly be possibly be Nas's best single ever. It's
1: no, it, it's probably his that in the world is yours, yes.
0: Um, nah, as far as like that street hop and like hit single, like yeah. shit you want to hear yeah. in the car. As, club? Far, as the
1: streets have, far as him having the street streets like that, yeah. yeah. Oh, Esquire's right. That Carter Four interlude, Mike. Ah, I forgot about that. Mike, that grand finale on Lil Jon's album. Yeah, yeah, you got some great features. Street disciple. It's all there's all types of evidence when he murders shit, Mike. Leaves trails, leaves body parts. Well, um, street Disciples. Than OJ, more oh. than bloody gloves, leaving <laughs> machetes, broken careers, and microphone cords. It's all types of evidence.
0: <laughs> street's disciple. I'm going. Um, Do we thieves, have to? I'm going thieves thing.
1: Oh, we got to
0: pick a record on there, huh? Yeah, I'm going Thief's Theme. That's no question for me. I love Thief's Theme. It's like one of the last Nas records that made me feel like that until, you know, he's gone on this current run.
1: You want to know what I like? I'm going to, like...
0: I take Summers off because I love Winnipeg. Started 87 with the shotting and the sheet. Three-quarter length beige just to kill. What's the shell at the ground, man? Please, that's now that's Nas right there.
1: No, no, I hear you. And, and <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna submit something to you just because he tried to do so many different things on this album. I'm gonna pick the song where I felt like it came off really well mm-hmm. and didn't get stated properly, and that was rest of my life. I oh. thought the production on there was masterful and he was in pocket, and more of the album should have sounded like that if he was going for that grown up-ish like rap type of style so i'm gonna
0: say rest of my life okay 007 with the super chat uh, appreciate the love 007 always showing love in here he said ether that's stuff to make your soul burn slow no beef record can eclipse that also reach out um with mary y'all yeah, like reach out too on life is good is a nice record let me dig deep 40 40 side with late. What's up? Did he say (laughs) that Reach Out was a good record? I like Reach Out. You ain't like Reach Out? Cut his super chat off. (laughs) He said, y'all got me started. Nah, man, I like Reach Out. And you know what? I think, you know, when we talk about degree of difficulty, I think Ether might be the highest degree difficulty disc record ever.
1: Hold on. Some people are bringing up Nazareth Savage and Reason. Okay. I was actually thinking about Nazareth Savage, Reason, and Streets Disciple when I was picking um, Rest of My Life. I'm with you, uh, Gray 88, on Reason. I love Reason, too. Like, Reason and Rest of My Life is how this album was supposed to sound to me. Not like no one else in the room and uh, Remember the Times. What's what
0: DJ Tim Space King says, Raekwon Nas, uh, Young, Rich, and Black. I forgot about that record. I love that Rich record. and
1: Black. Can I submit to you that this man... He's the greatest MC of all time, just off the features. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Terrell with the super chat Mike, says. Who has feature, who's got rap features like this, though, Mike?
0: No, you're right. Hard press. Eric Terrell with the super chat says Nas the champion uh, Emmitt Smith has three rings. Barry, Barry Sanders has zero.
1: Yes, but Barry's the best. That's what I meant. But
0: Nas kind of did it all. Clayton is asleep with the super chat. He says, uh, Just a Moment is one of my favorites off Street Disciples. I like Just a Moment, too.
1: I like Just a Moment. I feel like it got
0: played out too much. It got played a lot. Mad Max of yeah. the Super Chat says, Kobe's my favorite player, but Nas, uh, these are these are our heroes. Went crazy. I don't like how Nas was uh, talking about my guy, but Thief's theme on uh, Nas is Savage. Uh, mine. Yeah. Sun's back with flows. They say Nas is very
1: scary.
0: Andre yeah. Shashir with the Super Chat says he spit a dope verse on uh, Keisha Cole's album, too. Oh, 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 Trust? yeah, yeah.
1: Or what was that? No, Trust is a record with Monica. I know oh, what you're oh, yeah,
0: about. yeah, I think. Um, okay. So what album are we on? Hip Hop is Dead. What you got?
1: I mean, Mike, there's only really two contenders. There's Black Republican and then there's Hustlers. Which one are we taking? We're probably taking Black Republican because it's their best collaboration. Hustlers I love
0: record. I, I, listen, I love Black Republican. Freaking Hustlers. I love Black Republican, but I think the best record on there is Still Dreaming. Okay, first of all. And you know what? It's, uh, can't Forget About You is on there, too. I love Can't Forget About You. I think that's a great record.
1: Can't Forget About You is better than Still Dreaming to me. But what I would submit to you is, is that um, we can't cut your super chat off, Mike, but if we could, this would be the point that we would do it. No way in hell... <laughs> If that song's better than Black Republican or
0: Hustlers. I love Black Republican. You know I do. I think Jay. I think Hustlers up. is better.
1: I mean, like the Dre beat, that was that was pretty dope. And they were rapping on there, rapping, rapping. I you know think rapping,
0: rapping. I think with Black Republican, I feel like that's more Jay Z's world than than Nas's world. But yeah, if you ask me, if we be real, real Hustlers, it's, it's Black Republican is my favorite song on the album. But I don't feel like that's a Nas song, if that makes sense. So.
1: That's why I like hustlers, because hustlers feels like a real like collaborative effort, but it's still a Nas record. But wait a minute. You don't like Still Dreaming? I do. I like Still. Oh,
0: okay. I would put
1: Still Dreaming third.
0: I like Can't Forget About You, Man. I like the way that him and uh Cassette Michelle sound together, or at least the way Cassette Michelle sounded over that um that Nat King Cole.
1: No, I love it, but I don't. It would be third or fourth. Like, Can't Forget About You or Still Dreaming would come right after Hustlers and Black Republican for me.
0: Yo, Kanye showed up on Still Dreaming. That verse is crazy. No, he did. <laughs> one
1: of the, that's what I mean. That was the problem with Hip Hop Is Dead. It's like, well, the, the, the three main highlights outside of Can't Forget About You, that's why Can't Forget About You gets remembered on that album so well. Well, it's his only great performance by himself on there. The other great performances, one was with Kanye, one's with Gang, one's with Jay. The rest of it's a mid.
0: Yeah, you're right. 007 with the super chat says his verse on Bravehearted was wild. Next album.
1: It's got bar work everywhere.
0: Untitled. The N album. I guess that's what we're gonna call it. You go. Just... You know what song I love and I listened to this song the other day. N-I-G-G-E-R I love that album. So,
1: on I'm the road which is
0: th- the diamond rings in the land of the blind, the uh, man with one eye is the king.
1: No, I did. Except, <laughs> except, except I don't give me fried chicken with Buster Rhymes.
0: You like fried chicken? Okay.
1: That's a story with a concept too that belongs in his storytelling catalog.
0: Somebody said that in the uh, in the chat too. Um, I also <laughs> like Sly Fox. I liked where he his, he was mentally on that album, but I like
1: I like fried chicken. You know what other one I like on there? Y'all, my niggas. Yeah, where he was like, what could I do to authenticate my niggardness? Call the dealership. All ridiculous. Buy some twenty eight trends. Oh, that's some nigga shit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Distant relatives. on oh, let me get to the super chat while you ponder that. Uh, Dang two five two says. Hold down the block. Let there be light, sir. Man, yeah, Max in the Super real 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 Chat real. says, I mean, real Nas real. is more uh, OJ or Walter Payton than Barry. When you think about Barry, I think about uh, rap gymnastics, like Kim or like Lauren's greatness uh, that she left.
1: OJ didn't with, win nothing and Walter Payton only won one. And they didn't get him a touchdown in the game that he did win.
0: Speaking of which, man, I changed my dream trio from Friday. I know I said Tupac, Lauren, and Kanye to produce it when they said that um, they needed us to pick an MC, singer, Mm -hmm. and a producer. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna say Mosta, Lauren, and Kanye. Everybody can do everything in that group. Okay. Everybody can do everything. You got a producer that can rap. You got two singers that can rap.
1: Everything's covered. Okay, Mike, let me let you know something. I'm going to let you know something now. I'm going to let you know exactly what it is right now. Good luck getting that album out now. Oh, it's it's never going to come Good out. luck getting those three people to <laughs> record music on time in a timely fashion in some sort of synchronized <laughs> weather.
0: Good luck. <laughs> At least we had the work ethic with Tupac, right?
1: Pop and Dilla? No, <laughs> no. Dilla about to have more. Kanye got student. a
0: work ethic. Now, we got to give Kanye that. Kanye got work ethic.
1: When he worked, Mike, when he works, Mike, he Mike, now, if he might Dre was the producer, Mike, he literally might stop recording, go to fashion week, go buy 400 acres in Idaho, <laughs> build out a compound, and then come back and finish your album. What the hell are you talking about, Mike? Now, now if we had just put three niggas together, that's not about to get it done. Now, if
0: we I had Dr. Dre I, or 3000 or Q-Tip, it would never happen. <laughs> um, 007 to see the Chazz. Never. <laughs> Tupac would be frustrated with Lauren.
1: (laughs) Tupac would be leaving nasty voicemails for Lauren and Dilla if they wasn't there like 10 minutes before when he walked in the room. Be like, somebody call Lauren. Call her ass right now. No, I don't care what the fuck Rohan just did. (laughs) Tell her ass to come to the studio. Now, like, get her there. Get her
0: there. 007 says uh, the end mixtape was better than the album. See, I gotta go check the mixtape. I ain't even seen the mix. I ain't heard the mixtape. It's not tape.
1: about the mixtape.
0: Man, Nas got work. Man, he got work all that over. Was the place. A Let me go to some of these super chats, and we'll get to that distant relatives real quick. Uh, Andrea Green with the super chat says, uh, "For a feature verse, War of DJ Clue, the Professional Part Three was crazy." You know, I'm a big fan of the one that was on uh, the first Professional. Queens niggas rock ice and smoke hydro. Key P for the beef and that Bajao, young niggas from the bridge Yeah. Um, Trade Mo says Mariah Carey slash Joe make it last forever with Nas. Fire. It, yes, it is. Great told feature. OG's everywhere. Listen, distant relatives, man. Where you, what you got here?
1: What I, do you think, Mike? I, I love distant relatives. Blessings.
0: Patience sticks out to me.
1: I thought about Patience. I I did, but I think Count Your Blessings is my favorite.
0: Okay. Not mad at that.
1: He's right. Disappear is good, too. I'm a fan of the, like I, That stretch I of what got album. me into the album was like, Count Your Blessings, Disappear, Land of Promise. That's when I felt like the album picked up steam. And I was like, oh, no. I was like, this just isn't like some rapper and reggae dude putting the album together. They're making songs on
0: I love this album. I think this, I album, this album is too. vastly it's, underrated. It's,
1: it's frighteningly consistent. And that's You know what? This mm-hmm. might be the toughest one to pick a best song from because everything on here is really good and different and aesthetically pleasing for different reasons. It doesn't drop off. Like, I I think that Nas
0: always, ever since Illmatic, Nas always gets pegged with being inconsistent album-wise. And I think think him and Jay have kind of gone through that. Jay not as much in the public eye because, you know, I think his bigger records kind of like make up for the missteps on his album. And people act like the missteps didn't happen. But this album is one of those albums that just flows, man. And you can't really pick a point where it drops off. Uh, Mad Max with the super chat says, I'm taking Peyton uh, and OJ before Barry Coop. Uh, he says okay. Barry taps uh, tap dances ain't gonna win you the um ain't gonna win you in the postseason games. When it's uh, <laughs> when it's third and one, juice and sweetness got it all. Okay. How many times was Barry Sanders in the playoffs?
1: Okay, so I want you to understand something. I think four or five times, half his career. So Barry okay. Sanders played ten years. Mike, you know how many times he made All Pro first or second team? Ten years, right? Ten times he made ten first. Years. He made first team six times and second team four times. It's the best running back ever. If you would have given him half of what those other guys has, he'd have a ring. It's the most dangerous player ever. Mike, there are rumors that when he was at Oklahoma State, coaches used to tell the defensive players not to hit Thurman Thomas too hard. So that he would get injured, and Barry Sanders would have to come in the game and play running back too, because he was just punt return and kick return until Thurman left. Mm. Do you understand? That's how ridiculous he is. College coaches are like don't hit, the, don't hurt the starting running back because we're more afraid of the backup.
0: <laughs> LP with the super chat says uh, he was telling his white fans that he don't need their money, rather go gold while Jay was dumbing down for dollars. Hip hop is dead, and uh, until. Uh, is him walking his talk? Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess he's talking about the end album. Yeah, hip hop is dead. I felt like Nas wasn't really trying on that album. 007 says New Jersey, shout out. Uh, just, just in case remix with the uh just in case remix with Jaheen. yeah i remember that
1: yeah that was fly i like the just in case remix i forgot about that too that's not on my 33 damn he got a lot man you might might be right man i'm gonna
0: have to line up his
1: features with jay's features man and we're gonna really see you don't want to do that to jay that's what i'm saying you're thinking about that best of me and fiesta remix and like them biggie features and it's like yeah i mean like all that's great keep going though life is good You wanna know what? It used to be Cherry Wine. But when I hear him on the dawn, it's like, oh well, we don't hear that guy anymore either. Until oh. he came back. So I'm going back to Cherry Wine. Cherry Wine's my favorite song on life is. Good. I was
0: gonna say, I'm I lean towards Cherry Wine because I Daughters is a great song, right?
1: It's original.
0: Yeah. Daughters is a great song. I love Back When, but it's not a better song than Cherry Wine. It's not. Yeah. Eric Terrell with the Super Chat says, CeeLo, Drake, and timberland Nothing but hits. That's a really good combination. And I, and, and, and
1: I like the I honesty like of Cherry Wine. It's like when he starts off and he's like, I want someone who likes the champagne I like. Mm-hmm. You, you know, know, it gives you insight immediately into where the record's going and it's beautiful. It's like your favorite rapper isn't introspective like this when he's talking about what he wants out of life or out of a girl. It's part of what makes him who he is. Because think about how intricate that is. It's like, he's not going into like the generalized nuance and stuff. He's like, no, I want somebody that likes the champagne I like. And I feel him, Mike, because it's like- Those are things you relate to. Well, no, I mean, even with this, this is what he's saying. Like certain people, like even certain types of champagne, like I had a conversation with the lady last year and she's like, oh, you know, Me and her ended up talking because it was like, she's like, you know, I like to have a Vuve Clicquot or a Rodare as opposed to like a Schramsberg or a Moet. And I was like, oh, I was like, oh, me too. And then we got into talking about like years of Dom and stuff. And it's like, oh, those are the things that kind of like excite you about somebody.
0: potentially So he's saying a lot by
1: saying a little with that intro. That's what I mean. Your best rappers don't give you that usually on just a single that's like technically a love song. It's a lot
0: with the super chat, says, nope, I'm gangster, gotta eat rappers. That's the acronym to Slave and the Master. Man, I love that record. By far, to me, the best song on Untitled. Um, let me see, is there any more super chats? Okay. Nasir. White One Labels is where I'm
1: going. But go ahead. I think it's probably because of my travels. I'm probably going bonjour because I I love the way he's talking on there because I can relate to it.
0: Yeah, I like
1: bonjour too. I think that everything was And it's grown up without being stupid uppity. And like, it's relatable. It's like where he's like, vacations I didn't like gave myself a guilt trip. It's like, no, I've been through that of like going and blowing money somewhere, being like, damn, I didn't even have a good time. I just spent all this money. I don't feel good about it. I hate to talk it. It's that rich nigga rhetoric actually that Jay made famous. And you don't hear Nas do it well and often, but when he does and can put it together, like I think that was one of the key components to Nas here is that a record like that would have never made his previous projects because he wouldn't have got somebody to sing on it. Kanye got somebody to sing on it. It's like, no, no, no. We're going to pimp this out a little bit. We're going to break this melody down at the end. Loop your vocals back around. Riff on it. You know, that's Ye coming into it and making it worthwhile. I can't hear Ye on the rest of the project like that. I hear Ye on Bonjour and everything.
0: Let's talk about Nasir real quick. Let's just go through it. Not for the radio.
1: I don't hear yay on there. I wasn't really 10. a big
0: fan of Not For Radio. It's dope. I think it didn't need Puff. I think that was what the delay was for. I dude. didn't
1: like the fact that Puff was on there. Yeah, yeah. They, they,
0: they were waiting for Puff to bring in his vocals or something. I mean, it yeah. was a cool intro. It, it sounded like they were trying too hard to recreate Hate Me Now and all of that, right? That whole energy. But Cop Shot The Kid, I like that record. White like I don't love it. I like it a lot. I, I don't think that it. the repetitiveness of the sample is really annoying. How about that? But
1: the, I expected more out of the two of them on that record. Okay. Like, I was expecting what would meet do level?
0: White Label. like that. I love that record. I think it's the I best one. White Label's I a freestyle. Bonjour. Dope record. Everything. I think for a lot of people, that's their favorite record on the album. Right. Adam and Eve. I think Adam and Eve's a good record.
1: Adam and Eve is dope. I think people love the beat the Adam and Eve.
0: Simple things.
1: It's a dope record. Mike. Yeah. I told you, this is a dope album.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, maybe, I don't know. I, the timing
1: might have been bad. I think the timing was bad. Yeah. And I think there are like little nuances about this album. The mixing, the engineering, the clarity of the sound could have been done better. Now, here's what I tell you. These songs are good. But Nas is just good on here, and that's the problem. And you pick up a Nas album from Nas to be great. He is just good on this album and not great. I can't tell you the best
0: verse on this album from him. It would probably be everything off the top of my head, like one of those verses.
1: Yeah, but then I would probably go to White Label to the first, like, actual Nas verse verse, though. Right, right. But it's like, no, that's Nas. Right. Yeah.
0: Uh, Shouts rang Out says, uh, Kale's and Nas. Uh, did you ever think did you ever think the to, i forgot about
1: that. that is the shit that was tight. 007 says life the is CD good with the instrumental. had instrumental what's that i bought the cd to that with the instrumental that's how dope i thought that record was that shit was dope
0: no that shit was everywhere That Double shit's dope 007 said life is good had black bond i love that song yeah black bond was dope
1: we're not we're not what this is not y'all be adding them extra tracks so life is good that's at the end. You know those are bonus tracks. Count
0: bonus <laughs> we We got to count bonuses, bonuses, too.
1: No, I'm not letting y'all sneak in bonus tracks.
0: Boy and King with the Super it. Chat says, J, uh, Jay bites from Nas and does a song with Damien. Also, he did New York State of Mind with Alicia Keys and Rod Kim. Then Jay bites and <laughs> with Alicia and does his song. Yeah, yeah. Some people are creators and originators, and you know, Uh, Jermaine Young with a super chat says, "Best song of life is good is where's the love?" Okay, okay. Um, hold on, Philip. Make sure I ain't skip nobody here. Okay, Jermaine Young there, because we gonna put some respect on people's super chats.
1: Mike, think about Echo and Nas' album done. Those are guest appearances. Echo
0: does count as a feature, yeah.
1: So does so does Nas' album done?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What about Lost Tapes 2?
1: Oh, um, highly yeah, that favored. That was
0: difficult for me. Highly, highly favored. favored.
1: Yeah. Was shaking? My faith is highly favored by the Father. Peace to y'all. That's Riz's track, too, if I'm not it mistaken. It is, yeah.
0: yeah. I'm going to be real, y'all. I only listened to um, Lost Tapes yeah. 2. One. You didn't listen to the
1: Lost Tapes 2. It's okay, Mike.
0: I didn't listen to it a lot. I listened to it when it came out. I haven't listened to it since.
1: You didn't miss much, Mike. Yeah,
0: I know. I know. So I'll have to come back to that. King's Disease. Hmm.
1: All bad. That's where you're going? Yeah, that's where I'm going. You know, when this album came out, you thought Ultra Black was the best song. I
0: like Ultra Black. I think Ultra Black was a great introduction. I still like Ultra
1: Black. I gotta say, That, although personally, I think that 27 Summers is the best song on KD1. Mm -hmm. I think it's 27 Summers. But when I heard Spicy, Mike, I knew Hit Boy found something with Nas when he made that work. Okay. Because Spicy was one of those moments where it's like, did Nas just make a banger? I remember
0: you saying that. I think you said that on our original broadcast. I did but, say that on our original yeah. but I
1: actually talked about my cousin who who actually works in Hollywood in L.A. He was home in town and he literally was in the hallway washing clothes when I got home. He's like, cuz, you heard Spicy? I was like, Nas made a banger. He was like, nigga, Nas made a banger. And we're, we're grown ass men. We are running up and down the hallway high fiving each other like we were <laughs> fucking 8 and 11 again. I'm seeing spice. people
0: say the cure. I'm seeing people say car eighty five. Big
1: ass kids over spicy. It's like Nas made a banger. It's like we can ride to this shit, cuz he's like, I know.
0: Car eighty five is popular in the chat. You know, um, I'm with Car 85 too. That was one of those records that when I Blue heard Benz. When I heard KD1, I was like, yo, this one sounds different. Blue Benz 2. Those really yeah. stood out. Uh, our man in the super chat that? says, peace, brothers. Uh, did y'all mention Esco 97 off of the Men in Black soundtrack? That was a dope <laughs> soundtrack, too. I forgot about that. See what I'm talking about, Mike? Jesus he's the GOAT, Mike. Yeah, he's the greatest rapper of all time. He's the
1: greatest rapper of all time. Yeah. Yeah. We're forgetting about great stuff that he's done. That Escobar 97 shit was fly off the yeah. of Men in Black soundtrack. That's what I'm saying. He's got dope shit everywhere. Yeah. It's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, he got a lot of, yeah. I'm going to have to go back and, yeah, revisit some. He's made so much stuff that we forget. At least I
1: have. We're going to have to do, like, a greatest never-released, like, playlist and throw it up on Spotify and, like, put the link up in the chat for people.
0: Sean with the Super Chat says, on KD2, what rapper has the better track list, one through nine? Fire. Yeah. KD2, I'm about, to say, I'm about to
1: say that's where we're going next. You want to just go to KD2? I mean, I'm assuming you're picking Um, you're picking all bad. I'm gonna take Spicy, Mike. Okay. Yeah. Give me well, Spicy. I'm
0: assuming on uh, KD2, you're picking Death
1: Row East, right? <laughs> My favorite song. I didn't say it was the best song. But how about this? <laughs> Death Row East happened because Spicy happened. That's what I'm talking about. It's like, oh, y'all can do this. You can do this for Nas. You can give him some shit that slaps, and he's still gonna be okay. That was always the knock: is that his stuff that's supposed to slap for the clubs and slap for the radio doesn't slap as good as Jay Big and Pac stuff. And for the most part, it's been right. And then he's st- this part of his career starts making spicy, and then you hear Death Row East, but it's still store run, like it's well, you store know, run or
0: no is difficult for me because I think it's the best album that he's made at that time. the twenty twenty one, yeah, probably About like the decades. best album he had made in twenty years almost. Yeah, it was. And so, I like store run. store run moments. I like YKTV, but nobody is special. It is.
1: It's store run or nobody. Even I mean, as much I think I'm gonna Death go, go East, I'm run. not that much of a Death Row East fan that it's like I don't see like it is for what it is it's nobody or store run those, those songs belong on his greatest hits think about that he it made does. his best album so to speak at that point 20 years prior and 20 years later he made two records on this album that were greatest hits like all time ca- like if, if nobody or store run were to make his greatest hits nobody would be mad or surprised and that was the first time I'd heard him make two songs like that on one album since Godson cause I might that have was to get down nobody. and made you look
0: I, I got to go, nobody. It's special to hear him and Lauren again and the fact that Lauren's spitting on here. And it's a verse of the year contender with Lauren. You know, it was number sort of two, to thing.
1: be specific. It yeah. was the verse of the year for most of the year till he dropped Magic.
0: Right. 36 right. Chambers with the Super Chat says The fact that KD1 has so many songs that people pick from or their favorites speaks volumes. Yeah, it does. It does. Uh, Darren it
1: does Harris with the Super
0: that. Chat says 27 Summers should be uh, a full
1: song. I know. That's uh, why I didn't pick it, because it's not really a full record. We haven't even bought up the firm collaboration full circle. AZ had one of the best verses of the year on there. Dialogue superb. Cal- fly is causing the curb. Word when I evolve, a higher God emerged.
0: Ew. 40 Side is crazy. People like 40 Side. I like 40 Side as well.
1: Brunch on Sunday, I told you, Mike. I was like, is this nigga having fun? I was like, is he yeah. making this happy shit sound good? He's never been good at making this happy shit sounds good. I never want to hear him happy. <laughs> I was Esquire, like, is that I was like, cut that up. That sounds great. It sounds great. Is he making happy stuff? Sound good now? Is that what Hit Boy got him doing? I was like, okay.
0: Esquire says mm-hmm. uh, best LP since Life Is Good. Twenty years is a stretch. I think KD Two better than Life Is Good.
1: He said he said since his best work has in the last time that he made something that was comparable to KD Two was still mad at Godson. Not Life yeah. Is Good. That's what he's saying. He's I think KD2 KD, ahead of life is good because it belongs ahead of life is good. I
0: think KD2 is better than God's son as well.
1: Store running nobody's better than everything on life is good. You do understand that, right? Yeah.
0: Well. Everything. Now we're on magic. <laughs> <sighs> and you know first that. First ho, ho, let me problem. stop there. Let me stop there. The fact that I, first I believe. Problems, first of all, the fact that I believe. That KD two is the best album that he had made in a twenty year period, and he went back around months later and Very made an album actually better than that. Is crazy.
1: Very problematic <laughs> for these other rappers, Mike.
0: Twenty seven years into his career, it's one of the most impressive things I've ever seen in rap. In
1: music. Yeah. in music,
0: yeah, music, yeah. I but think like, that goes like, in an overall like, no, no, music. This is what thing. I mean, like yeah, you're the right. Beatles.
1: Classic stuff, they have the best, like, seven, eight album run by, like, a rock band ever, but it's seven, eight albums in a row. You understand? Yeah, yeah. Michael Jackson's run? Mike, Off the Wall, Thriller, Bad, Dangerous, They got released in succession. Mike, Controversy, 1999, Purple Rain, Around the World in a Day, Sign of the Times, Under Cherry Moon. No, they got released in succession. Gap, 25, a quarter century gap between your seminal works? Mm-hmm. It's never gonna happen again.
0: What you picking for Magic? Uh, magic. It's
1: never gonna happen again, Mike. No, no, no artist has made stuff like Illmatic. It was written early on, and then come back a quarter century later, it made KD two and Magic. Like that's never happened. It's not happening again in music. You're not going to see it happen.
0: I see a lot of different answers here in the chat. You're right. I agree with you. I'm going with well, Mike, the you truth. Can, you can. You can pick, I'm going
1: with the truth. Pick, pick up a record, any month fuck fucking record. Like, <laughs> I'm going the truth. I am too, but you wanna know what? There's some special, special stuff on here, Mike, because if you told me 4016 building, I wouldn't argue with you. If you told me ugly, that. wouldn't argue with you.
0: Mike, Joe, Joe Black? Black. How
1: about this? Meet Joe Black, you know what that sounds like? That's how No Fear of Time was supposed to sound, really. I mean like, his
0: heart like, game? musically, like
1: beat-wise, because it's some next level. Like Meet Joe Black beatwise is next level. Well, what
0: stuck out to me about Meet Joe Black? was his hook game and that used to be one of his you know not you know weaker attributes
1: his no. hook game on there was crazy not true that's what I'm saying it's like that's him singing the hook the AZ on give me yours in 95 right no 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 so I how mean, hook hook weak has his hook game been really
0: it's stronger than it's been advertised yes
1: thank you that's all I'm saying
0: Shootout I think it's more so the flow to Wild on
1: West, broad daylight, face to face without a vest. Yeah, that's ninety six. Yeah. that's not a dope hook. I gave you how you like me now. I go blow. It's the shit that moves crowds, making every ghetto foul. Let I me might rephrase your first that. First child scarred your life, crippled, crippled your, your style. He yeah. been on these hooks.
0: Let me rephrase that. The flow on this one. Oh,
1: the flow is stupid. Yeah, the flow is stupid. That's yeah. what I mean. It's like pick a joint. But I'm with you. The truth is the best bar work. I think.
0: I love the beat too.
1: I think Even that the Hollywood this Gangster's album is growing on me, Mike. That beat, the Hollywood Gangster, is like sneaky Hollywood though. Double O Seven That's the shit says, you ride to. "Actually, you ride to meet Joe Black forty sixteen in Hollywood Gangster. That's the shit to knock."
0: 007 says, "MSNBC segments count more, guys. Don't you know? Yeah, I mean, I am with you. You on do the one truth, four though. minute verse, and you know, fuck being able to put back to back number one and number two albums of the year out there."
1: Right.
0: So you're with me on the truth. Yeah, I am. What a catalog, man. Wow. I mean, what else is there to say?
1: I'm about to say, I really don't think there is much else for us to say. That's why I kind of just wanted to run it down, because what you'll find is that, you you see, look at the discourse that we had just by trying to get through the songs in this catalog. Look at how much unreleased and guest appearance stuff just kind of started coming out the woodwork between us and the chat. Look at how many people for every album we go to is listing three, four, five, six, seven, eight songs.
0: And again, I know people think that, you know, people who probably just subscribe to the channel. And, you know, if you're not subscribed to the channel, subscribe to According to Hip Hop. Click that bell icon so you know when we're going live. But I know a lot of people feel like, you know, we're just Nas riders or whatever. That's why I wanted to make it clear that I always thought, well, not always, but when we started this podcast, I had Jay ahead of Nas. I'm just looking at, you know, what's in front of me, man. I'm looking at the music. And by far, he's the best rapper of all time. I mean, there's no other way to put it. I mean, if you want to talk about bar for bar, you want to talk about the longevity, you want to talk about the catalog of music, like you said, a lot of the unreleased stuff. You want to talk about the features. You want to talk about storytelling ability. There's nobody that we could match up story for story with his catalog, just on some storytelling shit. And that alone...
1: It's not even a conversation. And like, I how about this? Even if There's we put
0: quality business. aside. Even if we put quality aside. You know what I'm saying? And then you add the
1: quality on it, it's like, no. That's what I'm saying. So how about this? Like... The the distance between him and the next best storyteller is a bigger gap than him and the next best lyricist because that would be rock him or thought if you felt that way. You feel what I'm saying? Well, I've always felt... That gap gap is small. The gap between him and the next best storyteller, that shit is wide as fuck, Mike. Well, this is what I'm going to say.
0: I always had Scarface and Ghostface ahead of him storytelling-wise, but if you want to talk about... If you're basing best storyteller as in who has the most stories? Yeah, I mean, he. Not even he's, most.
1: These are the best, too. They no, 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 played. no.
0: I feel you. Yeah. But I mean, those three, I think those three so, have the best storytelling abilities, right? So if right. you want to just match up how many stories Ghost has, how many Scarface has, and how many he has, it's not fair. You
1: know what I'm saying? not. Nah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. you'd have to put their two catalogs together story wise to line up the, all yeah. his story. It's impressive. It is, you know, and I
0: think that we should applaud, you know, our not only our legends, but the people who are still pushing things forward. And we still got KD three on the way slated for this year. And well, let's- we got to give props for props to do. And again, I'm look, i man enough to admit when I was wrong. I was wrong. You were right. Now
1: is the greatest of Well, here's the thing about it. So let's kind of end it like this. And this might be a good way to like kind of wrap out and lead up with a lead, uh, leave out with some super chats and give people time to leave their comments before we get out of here. But Mm -hmm. let me leave you with this thought if his single game was as good as Tupac, Biggs, and Jays, this wouldn't even be a conversation. So although he checks so many boxes, the main box that he needed to check to clear this. Was the hit records and he doesn't have like those epic bangers like they do. That's why it's so good to hear him make a spicy in a twenty seven summers in yeah. a death row east because that's the only thing that he was ever missing. Because if he were to have that, think about all the other stuff that he said. Well, he's got them on everything else, really.
0: Yeah, because he's got he them has, on he have... he's got
1: them on stories, he's got them on lyrics, he's got them on on song to song basis, including Pac. He's a more consistent song maker than Pac. His his songs don't are not as classic as pox but he's right. done more classic stuff than pox same thing with big and so that's what he was really missing but he has everything else if you want to go and say that biggie and pox and jay's records are bigger at their peak that's fine but that's it that's all you got like you got dear mama and one more chance and and um and i guess big Pimpin' and like that's fine but every other box belongs to him pretty much
0: Jermaine Young with the super chat says magic should be referred to as uh, ill magic. I like it. Yep, I like it. Ill magic. Uh Jarrell Green with the super chat says I gave you power is one of my favorite hooks ever in rap. Told you
1: it's, it's one, one of the best hook. hooks
0: ever. It is a great hook. Esquire says 17 albums uh, with at most four mediocre slash bad projects. Yeah.
1: Incredible. Hold LP on. Think says, about this, Mike. Mm-hmm. They shoot in. Oh, made you look. You a slave to a page in my rhyme book. He's been nasty with the hooks. Yeah, you're right. Made you look's an incredible hook. I mean,
0: I know people hate when we do this, but they're number one and two. I don't know if Jay-Z has a made you look hook in his catalog.
1: He doesn't. It just doesn't. It's not impersonal. It's just evidence, Mike. That's what I'm saying. It's like we can play the tracks out.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. People, yeah. the super chat says KD2 and magic are hip hop classics, not just for Nas. Okay, I'm magic with it. Are, you, are you willing magic to call them a
1: hip hop classic? K- KD2 is holding up pretty well so far. It's only been a year though.
0: Andrea Green with the super chat says, Uh, Death Anniversary is dope, unreleased record too.
1: Yes, Death Anniversary is dope. Mm-hmm. Um M- yeah. Burial, the 50 Cent disc, that was dope. Oh yeah. I was just playing that. Esquire. The, the, the disc over the and full beat, that's what I mean. Yeah.
0: Esquire with the super chat says Nas is the only MC who can tell um who can tell such vivid stories without compromising rhyme scheme and literary devices. Face goes big and cube can't match that. When you talk about like detail, like no nobody matches his level of storytelling. Uh, Mad Max of the Super Chat says, after nobody, I don't like KD2. Until Nas's, uh good songs like No Brunch on Sundays. I think it was, what, Brunch on Sundays, right? Nah, so when people call KD2 a classic, they bug and relax. Magic is. Yeah, I think Magic <sighs> up the level, too. 007 says, I'll say it again. He's hanging around the Wu-Tang Clan and performing mixtapes uh 90 stuff katie 3 might be special and jay-z faithfuls will have issues <laughs>
1: well here's what i'll tell you okay so we got any more super chats right quicker can i get to just uh,
0: one more andrew green says star wars is fire he killed those verses he did I love, kill star wars i love he, star wars this is what i'm talking about and then, and then when you want to talk about star wars what about on the real
1: i love on the real i was yeah. thinking about on the real is my favorite unreleased mike yeah on the real all you crab niggas know the deal niggas he can even bust. take his own shit and make it a dope hook he's done that so many times yeah the message the message is prima i mean is I mean, them taking his shit and just chopping it up
0: people are asking leroy green what is jay-z's best hook yes leroy green please tell us what is Jay-Z's best hook where he's rapping the hook.
1: Well, 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 here's what I tell you. No, no, no. Forget that. Forget that hook thing. What we really (laughs) have here is we have because he's not winning that. We have Illmatic. It was written. Stillmatic. Lost Tapes. Godson. Life is Good. KD2. Magic. KD1. I Am. And Distant Relatives. All of those are over fours out of fives or eights out of tens. Correct? I'm with that. I am would be the weakest one on there, correct? You you named
0: I am? Yeah. I don't think I am so poor. Okay, I'm cool with slide. Well, you know, up. and that's unfortunate because that is. Uh, he said, "Cough up a lung, Mike." Oh, he's talking about Marcy's son. Ain't nothing nice.
1: Okay, you want to go? I love where uh, I'm from. Where I'm from. Okay. Cough up a lung. Where I'm from. Marcy's son ain't nothing nice. No, I'm cool with that. You know it's what? Not you know you what? Look. I think his best not not made you is. look. You but know what I think dope. his best hook is?
0: It's not even on his song. Straight out the gate, y'all. We drop hits. Tell me. How nasty can no, you get it's, it's, all the way oh, from the hood to your neck of the woods? It's real. It's, one thing for sure. For sure. I no, think that's right, his Mike, best might
1: be. That's his most infectious hook. Yeah. Because he didn't write Can I Get a? That's Ja Rule. Okay. So look at this. What I'm trying to say is, is that show me the other MC that has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten albums. That deserve to be rated four or better, and that's and, and that's if we say that I am and Nasir treats disciple hip hop is dead, untitled and Nostradamus are not fours.
0: Wow. Well, I mean, we would have to pull Jay in there, right? I would say reasonable
1: doubts there. You know, All I right. just named ten albums, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm I don't think the anybody's vibe. there. That's what yeah. I mean. I don't think anybody's there. Oh, let me, there. Let me, let me try boys. though. Let me try
0: though. Reasonable doubt. No, no, no. Doubt. Go
1: ahead. No, no, no. I, 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 leave. I leave the floor to you, please. Sir. Reasonable
0: Submit. doubt, volume one. Right. You yes. got volume one over four. Okay. Volume two. Yes. yes. Volume two. Yes. The dynasty. Yes. Okay. Barely. The blueprint.
1: Definitely.
0: Blueprint two. Negative. Okay. I'm fine with you uh, rejecting that deposit. That is not a four. You um, know that. The exactly blackout.
1: The the black oh, that's one. definite
0: too. It's a definite. Uh, American Gangster. That's a definite. The Blueprint Three. Barely, but yes. Watch the Throne. No. Oh come on, they're gonna kill you for that one. That's a, I told you that's a mid. But
1: go ahead, go ahead and give Watch the Throne. Go ahead. That's
0: it was well received. That's nine. That's nine. Four four four.
1: Is the Decider. Well, here, but here's what I'm saying. Four four two, four is, is gets that, no four. Okay, so that's what I'm saying is is that look at the stuff that you name. Look at the stuff that I name. How close do you really think this is? Like, like go look at your top end and go look at my top end. Your top end is Reasonable Doubt, The Black Album, The Blueprint, American Gangster. My top end is Illmatic. It was written. Stillmatic. Lost Tapes. Magic. KD2. Like, (laughs) you think that's the same? You think that that's the same?
0: I don't think it's as far off as you think it is. In you okay. uh, Jam says Nas had beef with Pac, Big J, 50 Cent, Mob Deep. Name Cam one up. artist that had beef with those rappers. Don't forget Cam. Yeah, and he said name one person that had uh, beef with those rappers and still stood the test of time. He's the one.
1: I've said that on this show plenty of times. It's like nobody has survived these shots. But here's why he survived these shots, Mike. He's always been better.
0: Speaking you know why which, you
1: can take the shot? Because you're better.
0: Speaking of which, and I want to close out with this. You heard about Eminem getting the cover of XXL.
1: I refuse to close out with that. We're going to talk about Freddie Gibbs' single.
0: <laughs> no, but, Eminem got the cover. we got to talk about
1: that. No, that's cool. As long as as long as, as we talk as about Gibbs to end the show so we don't leave the fans with the sour taste of you having one of... Just go ahead, Mike. Go ahead. Oh, God, you found the cover. Oh, my God. <laughs>
0: How, how do you, you like the cover? He uh oh, no, this the cover? Uh, yeah, this is the cover. He said, I want to do things that nobody from this point on can ever do. Rap to that level no one else can get to. Okay. Eminem, in my own words. You know, when I saw this, I thought, man, Eminem's doing everything but responding to the game. And the fear is real. So
1: here's historically what we need to understand. Well, they have been going to Interscope and Aftermath almost since their inception to sell public to go back to that well was very interesting to me. They've been in this well for a minute because how many times have they put Fifty Dray and M on here already as it is? Yeah. So they're going so so they're going back to what works for them to help get them some sales, and he's also doing the same. It's business.
0: Well, I think what this is more so about Coop is them trying to acclimate Eminem back into a hip-hop lexicon, a hip-hop audience. Because he doesn't do press when it comes to hip-hop media like that. And I guess technically XXL, even though they're not really grassroots and really moving the needle anymore, and I say that respectfully, it is what it is. It ain't 2002. They're still technically hip-hop media. But Eminem has been skipping over them for the past, what, 10, 15 years? And now, since his legacy in a lot of these hip-hop conversations is kind of wavering, and Game said what he said on a, <laughs> on a big megaphone and broadcast, I know a lot of people want to deny the things the Game's saying and act like this record doesn't exist, but some of the things the Game's saying on this record, people really feel like. And people really, you know, feel that way. They don't play his music. So now let me get back into hip hop media. Let me get on the cover of XXL. Take it back to the roots or whatever. No, man, forget all that. You need to respond to game. He out here, Detroit Lions practice, doing photo shoots with XXL. That's cool. Respond to game. Esquire I didn't think with the was- <laughs> Esquire with a Super Chat says the separation between Nas and Jay-Z's catalog lies in the middle tier to the bottom tier albums in their respective catalog. Compare their worst five to seven LPs. I agree with that.
1: I can agree with that, because like 444 and Nostradamus are like, like Nostradamus better than 444. I know that.
0: What you're going to find in their bottom half of their albums is Nas even has substance in his weaker works, which I think is going to tip the scale. Um, Andrea Green with the super chat says, um, "Like I stated earlier, I hope the Nas comes off the tour even more inspired and drops Katy three in the fall. I think well,
1: he people, will." Well, people have to realize it's like, well, he did just drop an album about nine months ago, so it's not like you know what I'm saying. It's not like he's off schedule.
0: No, he's not. He's not. Uh, Thirty six Chambers says, uh, "The Jack Harlow industry plant, Fat Joe hosting the BET Awards." bt hip-hop awards specifically and eminem on xxl all in a few months span the industry really spinning these narratives they're working hard man they're working overtime. but you know what you the people are actually making the decisions out here and that's why people are making moves that they normally don't make and eminem being on the cover xxl talking about he gonna tell his story Man, we ain't never seen that over the past 10, 15 years when people had him on Rolling Stone covers talking about he's the king of rap.
1: This is very true.
0: This is all new. But again, this is about showing and proving, and we were talking about music when we talked about Nas and going through his catalog and everything that he's done. Eminem's going to have to redirect this narrative with music. And I know I keep clowning the fact that he's not responding to the game, but that's the first thing you need to do. If you want people's... um, If you think that everybody is off course in how they view Eminem's legacy and they hate you now just because we're hating or whatever, whatever, respond to the game and prove to us that you are one of the greats, demolish that, and then come with some great music. That's it. Nas just (laughs) dropped magic, man. And he is He was in this game well before M. If M's one of the greats, I don't see why he couldn't do that.
1: I don't think he can do something like magic because he hasn't even made. How about this? I mean, I don't think. Where would you put the Marshall Mathers LP like on the Nas range of like albums? Wouldn't that fall like outside of his top 10?
0: Okay, the Nas albums that I like more than the Marshall Mathers LP. Is that what you're asking me?
1: No, not that you like more. How okay. many are better? How Everybody many Somebody asked if you better? liked it more. What's just better? I think Godson's better. Well, we can stop right there because Godson's like sixth or seventh. That's what I'm saying. Right. right. So, so, yeah. Like, so, so we have to curve the expectations to the output and stop well, getting so wrecked in what the media says and who, uh, you know, gets put on magazine covers. That's what I mean is, is that, that's what I've always said is that, no, I think he's a dope-ass MC. It just hasn't been relative to the notoriety and the claim that has been received. Never said he wasn't dope. It's just not relative to the notoriety and the claim and the stature and the and the atmosphere that he gets put in. Because when I gave you that rundown of how many albums Jay uh, had that was comparable, you could at least give me a rundown. It ain't got no rundown with Nas. Well, listen, man,
0: no one's ever saying anybody just can't rap or whatever, even when we criticize or nitpick Jay-Z's career no one would ever say J.K. and Rhyme. You know what I mean? Like, that's never no, the it. premise. Like, we're just no, talking I about, it. I mean, where a person stands. And, you know, people say, say this guy's can end people's careers on the mic. He's the ultimate battle rapper and this and that. And it's like, I'm not seeing it.
1: See, but that's what I'm saying. The people who are saying that really don't validate anything in any real hip-hop circles or spheres like that. So it's yeah. like, we got to just start looking at it for what it is. And it's like, no... You've had a good rap career. Most guys have released like most guys that have been around 20, 25 years, have about three to five dope projects that they can speak to. You're one of those guys.
0: But this is the problem, though, Coop. It's like when we ignored it, it went out of control. We've ignored, you know, talking about these narratives and let other media outlets pump up this narrative. And we knew what was what and never said anything about it. You wake up one day, he's
1: the greatest rapper ever. You know what I'm saying? And that's fair. But I think part of the reason why all of this is happening for him is because it has to happen for him. Because here's the thing about it. It's not happening. So he has to try things. You see, when you stay in a vein of what you do the way Nas and Wu-Tang Clan had, and you've been loyal and committed to your fan base to a degree, in terms of providing them with true classic output that's going to stand the test of time, well, you don't need to get plugged back into XL. You can just get on tour with the homies and run your own shit. See, he's plugged into the machine a certain way and it's coming back to bite him on the back end and so I don't think we should gloss over it. But Mike, I'll tell you, we don't have to do much because what he's going to have to do to really get what he's looking for is make the material because never before in hip hop is like your material showing itself or what it can do and how people look at you. Look at the Nas resurgence. Well, that's been about his material, not about the notoriety and the claim because of a J- a four minute Jay Z burst gets more notoriety and acclaim, but everybody in the street, know Nas is running this shit. Right exactly. Now. No, you're right. And you
0: know, we have to ask ourselves and we're going to go check out that um, Nas and Wu Tang concert. But you gotta ask ourselves, if not if Eminem was to go out there and do a tour, of course it'll sell out. But what does that audience look like? Does it look like that hip hop
1: audience that you see with well, see, Nas Wool? See that's see that's what I'm saying. We gotta even stop having those conversations. And since he's so concerned with the rapping and the craft side of it, be like, How do your songs and albums sound right now? Right. Period. We don't need to get into all that other stuff because that's what he keeps trying to make it about even with that comment that you just made. It's like, no, fam, let's make it about that. Bring it out.
0: There it is. Well, let's talk about the Freddie uh, record before we get up out of here.
1: Yeah, yeah, we're going to talk Freddie real quick and slide. I want to uh, share your thoughts right quick because you said something that I thought was pretty insightful.
0: Man, Freddie got flow. I like the record, and I feel like Moneybag yo, even though they both sound right on the record, I mean, obviously there's a... um, there's a gap when it comes to, you know, Moneybag Yo skill set as an MC uh, in relation to Freddie. But yeah, Freddie's very versatile and I think his versatility is underrated. That's one of the things you said. And I agree with that.
1: So I think it might be his competitive nature because I agree with your sentiments about the Moneybag Yo comment, but that's when I realized you want to know what? Rarely, rarely do you not hear Gibbs rap with an A-lister. Well, he does rap next to most deaf. And push a T Jada on Hiss. bandana, and Benny and Conway before these issues popped up, and 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 um and yeah. and um and uh currency. Like yeah. he's he's usually with an a lister when he's rapping, and it, Jada kiss on Black Illuminati, mm-hmm. and so you can forget how a list he is. So when I heard him in relation to Money Bag Yo, it's like Money Bag Yo, it's dope. This nigga is one of the best rappers in the game, and the main thing that I loved about the record. It sounds nothing like Alfredo, and that's what I mean about his versatility may be understated. Because when I heard Alfredo, I was like, "This is nothing like Dan And when I heard that, I was like, "This is nothing like Yada. Well, you know, now, even the record... nice little run of making about three dope ass projects that's like borderline great, the classic, depending on who you ask. And I think we're looking at four.
0: Even the record that he did with uh Rick Ross, fine. Where yeah. did the ice cream be? Well, I think the song's called Ice Cream.
1: That record. Well, yeah, this beat takes the uh the Chico DeBarge problems loop yeah. and freaks it really hard. I love how they freak the problems. You you gotta catch it and know your music. It's like, oh no, that's a hard freak. That's like that Havoc feet freak on the white lines to the quiet storm. It's like, hold on, I know that. Hold on, where that from? Right. Yeah. So it's it's a dope overall record, and I'm super excited for his project. Oh, and yeah, the record with like-
0: Scarface too, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, here's what I was telling yeah. you. I told you, like, you picked Black Thought for album of the year. I picked Nas, but I told you that the dark horse that could come taken from them both is who?
0: It's Freddie. And I'm with it's you Freddie. on that.
1: Yeah. And wow. this and th- and this first song gave me some evidence because I'm like, oh, yeah, this nigga sound fresh. He sound hot. This yeah. shit slaps. Like, I can always tell if a record slaps when my daughter hops in the car and she kind of looks up right quick to see what it is. Like, hold on, what's that? Who that? Because other than that, mm-hmm. she ain't checking unless it's fly. <laughs> She's in her phone. When she hopped in the car, she heard Freddie. She was like, huh?
0: Yeah. Yeah, no. No,
1: it gets your attention. Yeah. And so, Black Illuminati, if that's
0: on there too, yeah. This is
1: uh this is heavy. got the Scarface, the Black Illuminati, you know, there's a of T joint that's been floating around, I think. Yeah, yeah.
0: I was hearing about yeah. that. Yeah. I think it was um damn. What Twitter account was that? I don't um, know. You know what I'm talking out of Chicago or whatever.
1: No, I re- I really don't know. You know, I be catching stuff like on the back end, like secondhand smoke like a mug, so I never get like any <laughs> original. Like copies. I just see what's floating like on the vine and shit.
0: You know what I mean? All right, man. Well great show, man. Happy birthday to the greatest MC of all time. I think we had some great conversation today, chopping it up, man. Um, and if y'all not subscribe to the channel, subscribe to the Supporting to hip hop YouTube channel. We here chopping up hip hop all day on our two what is it, on our Wednesday and Friday show. And click that Patreon if you want to really get in the real, real in-depth discussions and jump in these discussions too. LP with the super chat before we get out of here says, Freddie, the most diverse artist of his generation. I can't he might argue. That. He, he might, might be, Mike. Think
1: about it. He can rap next to Most deaf or Title the Creator with Ease. He can rap next to Pusha T or Benny or Conway at Ease. He can rap next to Currency. He can ride this type of track. He can ride an East Coast like he... Yeah. Alchemist. Stuff.
0: Yeah, I'm saying? Stuff stuff.
1: Happy birthday to the GOAT. Boy KD3 Wonder. on the way, we hope. Drop KD3 like on my birthday, like top of October
0: uh <laughs> couple of weeks.